0: All right, welcome back to house and Homies. Um, here with a dear friend of mine, known him since the age of five, Jake Ayers, How are you today, brother? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Good, bro. Good. I'm happy to be here. Are you happy to be here? Uh, I've
1: been thinking about it all
0: week. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> um, now, for those new to this, uh, Jake is the co-owner of Body Beyond Health Club, which we opening. What? Well, by the time this comes out, it comes out in two weeks. So it'll hundred percent be open.
1: Yeah. Uh, give me ten days, I'll have it. Yeah, it'll come out in yeah. 10 days this. Yeah. So Body
0: Beyond Health Club, at the time of launching this podcast, will be opening, uh, which Jake is half owner in.
1: Wouldn't say half.
0: Yeah, co-owner. Uh, yeah, co-owner. Yeah. Co-owner. Um, also, number one employee at Body Beyond.
1: Number one. <laughs> employee of the month. Yeah.
0: And um, a childhood friend of mine, uh, Riley Kennedy, if you're watching, shout out. Pete, shout out as well. and I'll leave it at that. I oh, shout out Cowbags as well. Uh, yeah. Let's get into it, Jake. Let's do it. The level up. Yep. So- as a kid, when we are five, yep. I was always chubby. And <laughs> at some point, you were too. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> no. That was huge. And then, from to give people backstory, Jake and I went to school together. We've known each other since we were five. So what's that, 18 years now?
1: Yeah, something like Bro, that's that. Bro, it's a
0: fucking long time, eh? Yeah. Well, actually, like,
1: I've known Zoffel 20, 23 years, and I'm 24. You met him at preschool? Yeah, I used to avoid him. I remember, again, <laughs> my mum was always like, go hang out with him. I was like, no, nah, he's weird. And it was because he used to play in the cars by himself. And I was like, I ain't hanging out with that kid. And then fast forward 20 years, he's my longest friend. And oh, he had this fuck. like massive mole on his face as well that he got cut out in primary school. I mean, I was just one of those typical kids that was like anything different I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah. That's an honest assessment. Yeah,
0: but I love him to death now. Um, So yeah, so we go through primary school together. Uh, At some point you're like, you're not like as chubby as me, but you still got a bit of baby fat. Yeah. We go into high school and you're a footy player. Yep. Notably like in our grade that came through was like yourself, Davies Twins, Jack Hukins, Jake Kilpatrick. I was pretty good. Like even Pete
1: was all right. Yeah, we had a pretty good team.
0: Yeah. And then at some point at Lower Mountains when you're doing all right and you were part of the Penrith system at one point, weren't you? Uh, I did a few trials. Or like the train on thing.
1: Yeah. The, the, The year that I started getting into trials and started pushing up is the year that I got injured. Yeah. So I never made it much further.
0: So that, like, I reckon that changed your life. Yeah, 100%. Because let's talk through the injuries. Yeah. There's a few, eh?
1: Yeah. And it's actually quite surreal because Hickey's Lane, that's my home ground, like right there. And I haven't been back since I did my injuries. And now all this infrastructure is built as well. Yeah. So I haven't been here since this was all dirt. Yeah. It used to be paddocks, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Paddocks and then the sewage place over the back. So smell like <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. The first injury was here on this field. I think we will versus Mitcham or something. And I yeah. lined up the prop. I took him head on, and it was a proper good hit. But I had my left leg dead straight behind me and all of his weight went onto it. And that buckled and twisted my leg and just blew everything apart in it. Yeah, Um, so what was it? ACL, wasn't it? It was ACL meniscus. And then my MCL was only at about 30% and my PCL was at about 40%. Um, So it didn't fully tear everything, but it destroyed my ACL. It was like the photo looks like someone blew it up. Um, And then I split my meniscus in half. So I had to remove half of it straight away. Um, And then the next... Like I had did all the rehab for that. It was like 15 months. I was like, all right, I'll get back into footy. And then about 12 months into the 15-month rehab, I tore it again. I was running down the street. I was at Schoolies. Um, yeah. And I was just going for a jog down the street. And I stepped on it wrong and my whole thing just blew up again. Um, I just impl- imploded. And then I got about six months through that rehab, just got out of the brace. So you're 18 exercise. now for people listening. Yeah, 18 now. Yeah. Um, six months through that rehab, everyone's partying. I'm at home in a knee brace, which sucked a bit. And I was yeah. just delivering pizza. So I just yeah, got yeah. back into that. And I was walking down the stairs to go to my shift and stepped on my leg. Same thing, I just blew up in the pieces again. Um, And by that time, they drilled through it so many times that the holes were too big to fit another ACL in. So they had to put a bone graft in. So they took a bit of a hip replacement, chucked it in my leg. I had to wait six months for that to heal. And in that six months, I didn't have an ACL or meniscus or anything. So my knee was dislocating every two three weeks. I was falling over every time I'd get out of bed, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And they finally put the new ACL in and then that's where I'm at now. Holy fuck. I'm like probably three years post last stop now. But I don't run. I don't jump. I don't sidestep any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. Just doesn't feel right to me. I can't jump off heights or anything like that. Yeah. Holy shit. I go bushwalking, I walk slow as fuck. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it sucks. But Bro, I remember
0: obvious. all that, but I forgot it as well. Yeah. Like I
1: forgot the extent of it. David Goggins has the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. His meniscus is gone. So my knee's bone on bone. So there's nothing oh. stopping the bone from rubbing. So if I do, if I jump, I can feel my bones crack together. And my knee has like a lot of give in it as well. So my right leg's solid as. My yeah. left knee, I can displace my shin about half an inch from my kneecap. So I can stand there and I can pull the joint away from where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, so every now and then I'll be walking or running or something and the whole thing just twists and goes on me again. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite tear but it, it just doesn't feel right. And it swells up for a few days. Oh, um, but it's right because I don't really do much running, nothing anymore anyway.
0: Yeah, well, um, you're a bodybuilder.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's where we're at. Yep. So, yeah. So during footy...
0: You were, I'd say you were like, not, you were lean, but you were normally, you were like well-sized, I'd say, yeah. like proportionally, like but, you were muscly, but you weren't like over muscly, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And you were quick. I remember that. Yeah. But, and then these injuries, and then at some point when you hit like, you're already in the gym, but at some point mm-hmm. at like 17, 18, 19, bodybuilding picked up.
1: Yeah. Well, that was when I had come to terms that I wasn't getting back to footy, I had to find some sort of competitive outlet. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be running because I always loved sprinting as well. I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Gave up on that. Um, and I was already in the gym. I just started progressing in the gym a bit more, focusing more on like bodybuilding style lifting. I didn't have to do as much squatting or benching or anything like that. Yeah. And I kind of turned to powerlifting for the first part because I was relatively strong. Liked that for a bit, but the squatting always held me back because I couldn't do much whilst I was in rehab with my knee. Yeah. Um, and then eventually turned to bodybuilding. I think when I was 18, I did my first prep for a competition. Yeah. Um. And then that from then on, I started just bodybuilding full time. That's yeah. it. No. Um, yeah. I don't talk. I don't. Still don't classify myself as a bodybuilder, but I don't think I'm big enough.
0: No, but don't you have championships to your name? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have won bodybuilding comms. Yeah. Um, what have? You, yeah. Hold up. Take a minute. Okay. What What have you won? I talk won shit, man. The IFBB New South Wales Junior State Championship. Yeah. And then I won the Australasian Championship for IFBB Elite. Massive. Um. In the juniors, and then um. NABBA Southern Hemisphere, I came second in the super heavyweights. Who came first? Uh, Izzy Haydar, he's one of my close mates. Is he from here? uh he's dual way but he's, he's oh no like he's from australia oh 100 yeah oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. nuts. Um, oh he's turkish by trade but he's, he's a mad yeah like he's yeah. just one of my best mates yeah um big heavy duty bloke nice as um and he's massive you look on my instagram you see the photos it yeah. looks like a child standing next door to me <laughs> yeah um but he's he's nuts he's unreal um but i lost to him if i'm gonna lose to anyone i'm glad it's one of my mates yeah um and then at the elite pro i missed my pro card by one placing i got second in the classic physique overall yeah, um, right. So had I got first, I would have become an IFBB pro. Who came um, first? Uh, a Brazilian guy. I can't quite remember his name. But Shout looked, out looked unreal. Yeah, he looked yeah. mad. And he, he flew in the night before the show. Um, I remember the tanning lady saying, fuck, this guy just rocked up and he wants a tan. And I was like, ah, just let him have it. I wish I wasn't so nice because he ended up pumping me. <laughs> fuck. No, it has it he didn't have jet lag and shit going on, eh? Oh, uh, but even with it, he still looked unreal. Yeah. Uh, so I got to give it to him. Like With all that going on, he still won the whole show. Yeah. Um, and then he rocked up two weeks later at the national IFBB show and competed there as well. Yeah. Uh, so he just didn't mess around. Crazy.
0: Now, you mentioned it
1: before, pizzas. So yeah,
0: you work for people like trying to connect dots right now. Yep. Jake worked works with Stan for the past few years. Yep. Now you're opening a gym with Stan himself. Yep. But before all that, we left school um, or during school, you work in fucking pizza delivery. Yep. And then we upgraded on the pizza delivery, so I was working at Coles at the time. Got five feet in a Frankfurt, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, then um, and then I end up delivering pizzas with you at Labellos, yep. which is sick. Shout out La Shout out Michael. Yeah, shout, out Mika, pizza, shout out Mika. Shout out Chef. Um, Mika. Yeah, fuck man. If people, if uh, bro,
1: imagine if you just like brought him in here and he just sat like people yeah, being infatuated he's, he's like with him, husband vibes. Like yeah, he, just, he <laughs> lights up the room and everyone just wants to go touch him and take photos with him and like. Yeah. oh I fucking love
0: him. um and then from the bellows. at the same time you were doing uni yep and now what have you got a degree in uh exercise and sports science from and, oh, sorry, exercise
1: and sports management so it's oh. a double degree from uts yeah uts that's it um, yeah that's nuts yeah it was good it was good four years yeah uh no three yeah yeah fast tracked. um which was good because a lot of the prerequisites i was doing I could do so. The average would do is like four units a term or something. Yeah, I did six per term with mine. Yeah, um, so I fast tracked and got a year. So you're
0: you're doing twelve units a year. Yeah. So you did thirty six units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, I'm getting you. Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot. A lot more workload, and because it's all the way in the city, it sucked a bit. I was on the train every day. Yeah. Um, and then in between that, I was building swimming pools, and then at night I was delivering pizza. Yeah. Um. So my training went down the drain a little bit, but I, that's when I did my first prep was amongst all that. Yeah. And my grades went from like high distinction to passing. My work went from like I was building a swimming pool a day to like it would take me two, three days to do a pool. Yeah. Um. Just for that prep because I got so brain dead.
0: Yeah. Um. um. So yeah, you do you do all that, you get your degree, and you do that first prep. Yep. And at some point during this time, before that first prep, you start working for Stan, don't you?
1: Uh, no, actually, it wasn't until my second prep. So I did my first prep when I was 18. Yeah. I started working for Stan when I was 20, so yeah, two shit. years later. So I was just building pools doing uni. So I, yeah. I started with Stan the year I finished uni. Yeah. Um, half of it was because... I needed to do placement for uni. Yeah. The other half was because he put up an Instagram story and it was just saying I need a casual because he was going down the Arnold Expo to compete. Yeah. Um, so I hit him up and then it just worked out from there that I always wanted to get a job in the fitness industry. It was either going to be a supplement shop or in a gym yeah. just to get myself foot in the door right direction. Um, and that came up on Instagram that night and I sat there for like 20 minutes. I was like, ah, fuck it. send him a uh, direct yeah. message. And then out of like 50 messages, I was the only one that brought my resume in um like yeah, the next day oh so he hired me on the spot which is mad yeah um sure. didn't give a shit about my uni degree my TAFE courses my yeah. diplomas nothing he just said have you prepped before and i was like yep and he's like sweet when do you want to start yeah and yeah that was it and this all the people here bro, they didn't give a fuck if i had a uni degree yeah trust me I honestly it doesn't matter be yeah. He like because i had a shirt on that said proud vegan um <laughs> and i'm probably like as far <laughs> away from it. As, yeah <laughs> i reckon the meat i eat in a day offsets about 12 vegans um so if you think you're making a difference you're not <laughs> um yeah. And he, he sort of, he's like, you're not freaking are you? I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, sweet. When do you want to start? And, um, and do,
0: do you ever wonder, if yeah. you didn't do that that day, where like where life would have taken you?
1: Um, Like surely you think about it right now. I probably would have. Hard to say because at that same time, I was talking to Paulie from Revo's and he had like a small cleaning job maybe going. Yeah. um Which didn't eventuate anything, which I, I I would have loved to work for him. He's a great guy and I love him to death. But I'm glad I went the route with Stan just because of where I am now. Yeah. um I probably would have kept building swimming pools. My other alternative was eventually keep doing pools for the next five, six years and then inherit a partial part of that business yeah and keep doing it. But then I didn't like the trading life. It wasn't for me. Yeah. I liked being paid for knowledge rather than brawn. Yes. i just kept hurting myself yeah, from up work, eight all eight fucked. And yeah yeah it started messing with my training too because if i was cooked from work i couldn't train that day yeah um so a much much better alternative was to sit and do diets and do um coaching all day which is mad
0: yeah but you mentioned something there you're going to inherit a business so at some point you realize you're always going to run your own show
1: or yeah. to an extent yeah. like you wanted to run your own show at least for a partial yep I, yeah. was, I was happy with working for people for the first 10 years, but after 10 years, I had to be owning something or doing something for myself. Yeah. Otherwise, I wasn't going to ever be happy. Um, so the idea was I'm just going to buckle down, get as much work as I can done, hustle as hard as I can, and then eventually something's going to happen and I was going to make sure that it did always. Yeah. Um, this is like the ultimate goal. I always wanted to open a gym, whether it was... Being it's come a training, earlier than you thought, eh? Hey. Way earlier, yeah. I, my goal was like around 27, 28, but I signed the papers when I was 23 um and that was like the i didn't think i'd ever get it that early but whether i was a tradesman or whether i was doing supplements and coaching and stuff either way it's just going to be saving money for a gym anyway yeah um but this way i've got all the prerequisite information knowledge contacts and everything as well so it's been a lot easier yeah that way it would have just been like saving up heaps more and trying to yeah make someone or nothing
0: yeah Fucking hell, man.
1: good for you eh? yeah it got very lucky lots of support There's yeah support.
0: but you earned it at the same time but it's not um I have the same thing, right? So yeah. if I meet someone that is classified as famous or like yeah. really cool to people, right? But I meet them on my own merit. I yeah. go, oh, like what did I do to like be in this room? Yeah. But like this pace is actually a really good example. Yeah. Like what did I do to be here, you know? But it's like, like very intentional um and purpose-driven moves the whole time yeah to get to where i am that people never see as well like when people are watching and you'll relate to this when people are watching netflix at night or they're waking up at fucking 8am yeah. i'm up earlier or i'm up late trying to like talk to people make shit happen do my
1: own thing yeah. have proof in the pudding you do the exact same thing 100 the best the best like um i guess way of explaining that is every rep you do in the gym someone else is doing two mm. and you're that guy that does too and, you know, every time, every extra hour you spend up, someone's going to bed an hour earlier. Every hour you wake up early and do a bit of extra work, yeah. that guy's going to bed earlier or waking up later. I wish I, I, wish I started doing it earlier, eh? Yeah, I, I do as well. I wish I had gotten into it earlier. But in saying that, it's one of those things where I couldn't have because yeah. if I did, like had I torn my ACL earlier, I might have recovered faster. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have gone down this track. Yeah. Um, had I got into the supplement industry earlier, whatever reason the time wouldn't have been right and we wouldn't have been able to open the gym we might yeah. have opened a sub shop instead yeah um and then i'm like a step behind again yeah so this just worked out to perfect timing with the way the world worked for me which is good same crazy, for you yeah. yeah you've been hustling for years and years and years not and then,
0: yeah, yes and no but i did a uni degree because my mother wanted me to do one right yeah but that like when i was in uni i used uni as an excuse to be like somewhat lazy so yeah. I, I when i worked at labella i was just working at labella and then occasionally maybe one day a week i'd do laboring Yep. But like I look back on it and I'm like fuck I sat in my ass I played Xbox most nights All that shit you know what I mean yeah. I look back on that I kind of wish Because um, you'd say there's like a self-improvement um, mm. era Happening Absolutely, right now yeah. I suppose Or just like guys like Goggins and shit and Rogan Just be
1: like get off your fucking fat ass Yeah motivation's at an all-time high Because motivation's yeah. making money now so it never used to be it used to be the guys trying to be motivation and stuff. yeah and they yeah absolutely nothing from it they were just nice guys yeah now they are selling audio books and they're doing podcasts and they're doing yeah. that sort of stuff and they're getting money for it and proofs in the pudding with them 100 not some random guy yeah. and in yeah. yeah. the same time they're making lives better as well so it's a profitable business and it's a it's beneficial for them too
0: yeah oh yeah i just wish i learned about all that shit earlier but you can't because nah. that's just part
1: of life man yeah. you gotta go through that shit.
0: but um yeah so now we're 23 we're opening a gym Yep. Let's like, so I, like obviously people knowing Hells & Co, shout out. Yeah. Oh, that's North Face, Hells Co. Same um, thing, about the same reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to make puffer jackets this year actually. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. It's just a bit of capital needed, but whatever. Um, I own a business, so I understand basic, basic, basic business principles like finances, overheads, shit like that. I don't pay anyone. I, I still work for my uncle as well of the day. But like I have learned enough about business in the process of one day, hiring people and whatnot to yep. somewhat understand like what you're about to embark on. Yep. Opening this gym, when did you sign the papers? Actually, no. First, the idea, the yep. idea, was it before the per, uh, the previous tenant
1: made it known that they're leaving? Yes. Yeah. Right. We wanted a gym about when I competed, which was the start of last year. Yeah. My final comp ended up being about may end of may and we're driving back from melbourne and me and stan were just talking we needed to open a shop we wanted to do some sort of venture together yeah um because we just work really well together and it was one of those things where i want to stick around in the business for a long long time yeah um i want to be able to do it whilst paying a house loan supporting family that sort of thing yeah um so the idea was i was gonna pull my balls on the line up front a lot of money um and then stan has all the connections all that sort of stuff um so he's just the best mentor and business partner you could ever have because he's one of those guys he likes seeing his friends succeed. Yeah. Um so he was gonna throw me the the leash and allow me to jump into a business with him. Um and then the sub shop was the first idea. And yeah. then we got a little bit further down the line. We we're looking for leases. We wanted one in Mount Druitt because that's where the whole body beyond originated. Yeah. We wanted to go back to the roots or St. Clair. Um and then as we're looking we're looking like oh that lease is good. This one's a bit bigger. This one's a bit bigger and like oh fuck we could almost even open a gym in this one. Yeah. Um, and then we found a little place out at Richmond, which is the price line in Richmond. Because we have a shop out at Richmond. Yeah, yeah. I know what you And yeah. It's got a very um underappreciated demographic of bodybuilders. Because they're all tradies out there. They're yeah. all farmers, they all love training. All the so boys like, up the hill. Yeah, exactly. Not right. the ones on the so flat so that's where like Reese comes from, where a yeah. lot of our clients like Rico, Yanni, they all come from out there. Yeah. Um and even the smallest, like the little plus fitness out there has like sixteen hundred members, which is a fair whack for a gym. Oh. Um like the club Lime across from us has twelve hundred. Yeah. Um. And that's one of four gyms in just Richmond. So yeah. we we're like, we'll go in there, we'll monopolize, we'll steal everything. Um. Not in that sort of sense, but we'll have yeah, members, We'll take over. The clientele our are all there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then we're very close friends with the Plus Fitness out there as well. So that held us back a bit. We didn't want to do that to them. Yeah. Um. And then at the same time, this was a pharmacy. So DA approval alone to turn into a gym was eighty thousand dollars. Looking about that. Yeah. Um redoing the flooring, redoing the walls, putting a mezzanine in, putting the equipment in, mirrors, bathrooms, sub shop. Everything was looking like about well over half a million dollars just to convert it, not even to get it up and running, staffing all that sort of thing. And the demographic out there is not as hardcore bodybuilding as we would uh, prefer for our clientele yeah um so it was looking like it was going to go ahead we were borderline about to sign the lease agreement on it and get it all done um i was halfway through the da approval process i um, about to pay someone like three four thousand dollars um we'd paid like a fair bit of money um and then we started thinking like we'll just sit on it because it looked like the ufc penrith was um slowing down a touch yeah and it wasn't made known to us that he was going to sell like we'd want we've wanted that place for years and years and years um, and it's just a, the Troy, the guy that owned it, he was just, he's, he's persistent. He's a great businessman. He just didn't give up and he just pushed and pushed. Yeah. Um, and testament to him, like, he, it's an awesome gym in there. Uh, and we thought, we'll just wait and just wait. And then we sort of let the landlords know, like, if he ever wants to sell, like, hit us up because we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, about a month into being about to sign that lease out at Richmond, he hit us up with the first initial offer. Yeah. Um. The first initial offer isn't isn't quite what we wanted, so we sort of sat back and we said, "Come back to us," and then, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll keep renegotiating. Yeah. The second offer was much much closer, so we negotiated down slightly, and then this got us to about probably three months ago. Yeah. Um. Where we said, "Look, we'll do this. We're happy to do this sort of swap over. We'll just continue the lease to save you from having to break your lease. We'll take over whatever you've got in there. We'll take the building, all that sort of stuff," and then yeah. we found a good agreement together. Um got us to about a month ago and then we signed all the papers and then in that last month i've looked into like getting equipment so i found a contact for equipment um luckily enough i got like um simon from global gym paulie from revos all those guys are really close friends so they helped us out heaps they gave us lots of contacts lots of help i set up all the back end set up all the software and that gets us to about three weeks ago when we're about to open but as we're about to open the removalists that we're removing the ufc (laughs) stuff (laughs) <laughs> went to town on the walls. So yeah. that set us back about three weeks. I had to get plasterers in. I had to repaint everything. had to re-gyp rock it all. Get render, renderers in for the concrete. yeah. Um, and then doing all that puts a world of mess in the gym. Just dust and yeah. render and gyp rock everywhere. So the cleanup process for that was like another week, week and a half. Um, and it prolonged it to the point where we're at now. We're supposed to open at the end of February. yeah, And it was going to be perfect because Stan had a big Japanese plan, like trip plan. Um, yeah. So we're going to open before that get the gym running he goes to japan all sweet. um but it looks like he went to japan about a week ago it looks yeah. like we're going to open in about a week yeah um, so it's perfect time so in that last week i've been running the sub shop keeping that stable for him and then also managing all the gym like, yeah. Um, processes yeah and there's big order of operations where for this to get done this has to get done for the security the wi-fi needed to be installed for the door access the software had to be installed um to get the sub shop running i had to get the walls built the check-ins put in Checking rooms um, for the lights to be done. I had to get wires run, all that sort of stuff. So it's like bit by bit it's been getting done. And luckily enough, the way I've organized it is there's never been a day in there, even Sunday, where some work's not getting done. Even if it's just yeah. me and you in there cleaning, yeah. um, something's always getting done. Shout out there. Locke, shout out Rico, shout out Yarn. Yeah, they've done so much Who work. Else is there a shout um, out? Jack Banton, Jesse's Mrs. They've been unreal. Um, yeah. They're just turning up to tender, has been really good. Um, number one boxer in Australia, I reckon. Knockout power. Uh, I know that um, fella. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. on the phone. I've never yeah. seen. he's never come into the shop ever with a scratch on him. And he's had like 15 plus fights oh, or something.
0: someone put wraps on him that I know that's a boxer?
1: Someone that was training at Zoo. But right, he fights in like uh, Jordans. doesn't yeah, have boxing funny. shoes. He's just got so much swagger. Yeah. Um, And like when I train legs, my heart rate gets up to like 150, 160. <laughs> I went and watched him fight. My heart rate was like 189. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I was watching you, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill someone. Yeah. And then, like, seeing your friend in, in like, a battle. T- yeah, it's yeah. a war. Yeah, it scares yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, but his fight was that, like, like he was just throwing heavy punches. Yeah. It just got me so hyped up. So he's a bodybuilder, like, a boxer. Yeah, bro, he looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah, right. He could jump on stage if he wanted to, 100%. Yeah. Um, and do very, very well. But he's boxer by trade. He's just got yeah. awesome genetics. What national is he? Is uh, Ugandan. <clears throat> oh, African genetics, bro. Different.
2: Ugandan?
0: Zimbabwe, yeah. different gravy, to yeah. genetics, bro. Yeah, different gravy. So much swagger. When you're versing in football, they are fast. They, are power- yeah. <coughs> fuck, fucking hell. When you're versing in football, bro, they're fast. They're fucking powerful, deceptively strong, bro. They can jump like oh meter plus off the ground. Nice. Yeah. Like when they're running full pace, oh, and the, even if they're not like as built, yeah, they still just put... Like give you a stiff arm and yeah. on you your fucking
1: ball skills, but bit how you going? We had a guy um come trial for brothers once, yeah, and we to our first uh, second game and he's running, he throws me a pass and he just goes, yeah. I <laughs> like I was probably four and a half meters in front of him, I just come out of marker. He got yeah. the ball and threw it straight back to me, and then they called forward pass. He's like, "What is forward pass?" I was like, ah, "Don't worry, bro. <laughs> All good. Just make sure you throw it backwards next time." Bro, we had um we had a bunch of Sudanese boys. I think it was like. Five or six of
0: no, four, yeah. join AFL. They were all brothers. They all joined. They had no idea what the fuck it was. Yeah. And you gave them like, I remember like after like, dad took like three weeks, like just teach yeah. them like handballing, kicking, yeah. marking uh, and just like the idea of the game. Yep, but just unstoppable after that. Yeah. Their height, their power,
1: well, all that shit. It's like when you see like a semi-right drive drive come over from Fiji yeah. or something. Tiny bit of Justin Owen. Yeah, you give them the, the tiniest little bit of structure and they're unstoppable. Yeah. Because they've just got everything behind them. It's just the direction. Yeah. It's like a loaded gun. You just got to point it and <laughs> shoot it. Um, <laughs> I know, he's perfect. Yeah. But the guys like that, they're like a 50 cow. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what they do. As long as they do it semi right, they do really, really yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good fucking analogy, Jake. I never thought of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a whole
0: crew there. Yeah. And you're opening it up. And there's been some setbacks obviously um yeah. yeah big a big problem with the tenants that were in before it, their business and yeah just that general uh, i'm not going to say their name because them mm. but like that just the way that business globally operates is like very a lot
1: of people disagree with unrewarding for the franchisee yeah yeah, yeah. very very um
0: you you just how us- they left you bro that's yeah. shit
1: etiquette that's the, like the guys that facilitated the move were actually really good. But then yeah. they're the middleman between us and this company. Yeah, And they were very understanding. But they still had a lot of these rules and stuff that they even they didn't want to follow. Um, but they yeah. didn't have a choice. It was things like they were going to break things that we could have used. Um, yeah. All we had to do was just take it apart. But they're like, no, nah, we've got to break it. Like there was a $80,000 piece of equipment in there. Um, big octagon, only life-size one in Australia that ended up in the bin. Yeah, um, because they they couldn't resell because it it's covered in logos and emblems and stuff. Instead of just getting it reupholstered or something, they yeah. chopped it up with grinders and threw it out. That's so sad. It was terrible. That's so um, sad. And what do yeah. you do? That uh, would have been sick in the gym. Yeah. Yes and no. But the reason it didn't work in the previous gym is because you're not allowed to fight in those gyms. Um, okay. You can't spar. You can't fight because it's a family style gym and they're not insured yeah. for fighting. Like if you go in there and knock some guy's head off, they're liable. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty much doing fight club. Like they're not they didn't have trained professional boxing coaches or anything in yeah. there. Um and then because it's UFC, like the you have to have a registered event to have a UFC fight. Yeah. Which costs you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So they never used that. Um and for us, like in the middle of Penrith with our clients, I'd walk in there and Liam would be knocking some guy's head off <laughs> and they'd be fighting bare knuckle and <laughs> sure, would be, chief the right Yeah, <laughs> I'd be having guys come up to me all the time broken arms and legs from arm bars and stuff, and I'm like, ah. Just had to get rid of it. (laughs) It's too much temptation for the Penrith crowd. Um, So,
0: yeah, for people listening, you'd know the gym if you were, it's at 112 Henry Street, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, shop 2092 slash 112 Henry Street. Yeah, that's it. So right in the middle of Henry Street, that massive red building. um, Across from Club Lime, just down the road from where Body Beyond was, like 45 feet. Yeah. um, You can see it from the Henry Street from the car park behind. You can't miss it. You can see it from the corner shop yeah. um, that's on the opposite yeah. side of the block from the red cow. Yeah, and People all our, all our signage about, yeah. got done today. So it's got a massive logo on top of the roof. Fucking yeah, um, Body Beyond Health Club. Bro, massive.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a massive lease. Like, that's yeah. a big place. Hey? Yeah, massive. It's 1,500 square. You nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Shitting myself. Like, how, like walk us through it. Like what, um, you, what are you shitting yourself about? Is it I think the risk my,
1: of opening a business or? My nervousness has been outweighed by stress of just trying to get it all done. Yeah. Making sure something's always happening. Making sure I can open on time. Because I get 35, 40 messages a day from different people each day asking when it's going to open. Yeah. I really don't have a date based on I need my tradesman to give me dates. And they don't have a date. So yeah. they're reliant on their materials coming in on getting people to work for them. So at the moment the last thing I'm waiting for is mirrors. Um, because we have a a special section going in where it's like a we've got two lines so we've got a parallel walls and on one side it's got a 15 degree angled mirror on the top the other side it's just got straight mirrors which shows your back yeah as you're on a back machine you'll be able to actually see your back in that mirror um, which gives you a much better connection that sort of thing so that's pretty much the last thing I'm waiting on but the date those mirrors get installed is next Thursday I don't have a guarantee it's going to be Thursday, but if they're in, I can open on Friday. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know if it's going to be Thursday. It might be Friday, then I can open Saturday. So, yeah, you're chilling, man. Yeah, 100%. So I'm, I'm stressing over that. I want to give everyone a good gym because there's a lot of eyes on us as well. Um, Heaps of eyes. I won't say the name, but I got blocked by a gym. They fucking blocked oh, me last yeah. night because I was with my equipment guy and I was like, um, I wanted a specific leg extension machine. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can get it for you. I was like, just as long as it's not that same fucking one that they've got it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, which one? I was like, I'll oh, have a look at the Instagram. And I went and had a look. And it was like completely no user found anything. I was like, oh, maybe my phone's just dead. He looks it up on his, it's there. And I went onto to the, my other business account, blocked completely. Interesting. Um, very interesting because I've never had any problem with them. Um, yeah. I got 30, 40 clients that train there. Yeah. Um, and I've always sort of sung their praises for the most part. Yeah. Um, but it's there's two ways you can go. So Paulie from Revo's calls me up. And he's like, I've got go to give you huge congratulations, bro. Good yeah. on you. He's like, if you need a hand, if you need anything, you just let me know. Or you block me on Instagram, don't say anything thing. Yeah. Um, and- it's
0: funny, bro, because you think like independent gyms would support independent gyms. Yeah. Because the whole idea is like not sorry if you work for them, but like franchise gyms just aren't yeah. in. Yeah, it's not where gym culture's from. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. your Tom Platt's your Arnie's yeah. and all that old school era. Yeah, they were there. training in
1: backyards and barns. Yeah, that one in Melbourne's um, like a hole in the wall, isn't it? No, oh, it is. It's, yeah. a, it's in an old uh, train station. So yeah, like the, yeah. All the – it's in like the way the gym's set up. It's like three or four big columns and they're train tunnels. Yeah. And you walk into the tunnels, it's just full of machinery. There's signed walls everywhere. But the real one's in Brunswick. Yeah. That's like the old school one. Everywhere signatures on the wall, photos of bodies. It's deal. Italian. Yeah, it's area. unreal. It's unreal. But – um,
0: and Yeah, it's funny, bro, because you think like – franchisees you don't give a fuck about but you think independent gyms would support you because i think there's room for everyone to eat
1: absolutely there's there's 39 gyms in penrith 40 now that we're
0: open um yeah and but like the franchises compete against each other because that's a different market because yeah. that's for people and I, I like i was one of them and you're one of them at yeah. one point as well i'm still kind of one of them i have no idea what's going on in a gym right yep so my idea would not be to walk in the revos yep my idea would be walking to anytime fitness hopefully bring a mate or two with me that know what they're doing, get my confidence up there. Yeah. And then after a while you walk into Revos just purely out of a thing of like, I want to know what I'm doing with these machines because there's people here that fucking like are here to be bodybuilders. They're here to live properly. They're athletes. Whereas like anytime fitness is just a bunch of people just
1: accessibility. General wellness. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, You're right. There is an intimidation factor to like a bodybuilding based gym. Um, Yeah. But at the same time, like, more equipment is beneficial in a way because, say, anytime they're quite limited, they have one brand of equipment that's all they can use. Yeah, you can get a semi good workout on that, so it's good for a beginner. But if you really want to begin well, you should begin in, in a gym that has heaps of equipment because yeah. if you're a tall guy, some equipment's not going to work for you, so certain leg extensions won't adjust properly for you, they'll overload your knees. Yeah, and you'll did get it, a lot of pain. I did it the other night, it yeah, fucking hurt, bro. yeah, bro. There's, there's <laughs> certain pendulum squats, leg presses that I can't use because of my lever length and um, yeah. the way it loads my knee. Um, if I go into, I have no load, idea what you just said. So your <laughs> your from hip to knee is yeah. probably longer than my from hip to knee. Oh uh, yeah. So if we sat on the same machine, if it's something that's not as adjustable like a leg press, I'll get a different workout to you. Yeah. Those gyms have one. So a gym like Revos has like two, three leg presses. We have two, three leg presses. So you can if you don't like this one, you've got two other options to use. Um, and certain ones are adjustable in different ways, other ones aren't. So, for beginners, it's actually beneficial. I know it's intimidating, and there's a lot of big guys there, but they're generally the guys that give you the most information to help you. Yeah. Um, those are the gyms where you should start because you have access to much more uh, versatile equipment, which yeah. means that your beginning place will be a much more comfortable and easier beginning place as well. And yeah. generally, they have more information about the machines too.
0: Yeah, I would say your gym isn't really, uh, your gym's definitely not intimidating. I hope well. not. No, it won't be. Not.
1: We're trying to dispel that myth because you walk in the door <coughs> and it's it's Stan, it's Reese, it's Kai, it's Scotty, it's me. It's, we're all sitting there and we've yeah. got our comp photos on the wall. Um, you, every now and then you walk into some massive tattooed motherfucker sitting there eating his food. And it's a bit of a scary look. But then like you walk in and next thing you know, I'm doing a check-in. And I've got a middle-aged mum there. yeah, Where um, I've got someone that's 16. They're just fresh out of high school. So we have like from bottom to top, start to finish clients of everyone. And the way I've bought all the equipment is I've bought a bunch of stuff that is very user-friendly. So you can chuck a learner on there and they'll get the same yeah. workout as IFBB Pro. Um, and then I've also bought all the really crazy stuff that I guess it's a bit of a niche market. Only certain people will use it or know how to yeah. use it and appreciate it. But either way, you can get a good workout in there. Yeah. And we're trying to be like very open and accepting and like not intimidating f- if we can. I think
0: you'll open um, more workouts to people. Yeah. Because... You'd like it. Uh, a franchise gym, so to speak. They're quite small generally Yep. in relativity to gyms. Yep. They're quite small. So there's a certain amount of only machines that you can use because they don't want to get on top of each other in their yep. layout. But when I walk through your gym, even now, I don't think all the equipment was in yet, eh? Last time I was in. No, i got another 15,
1: 20 pieces to
0: come. Yeah, in nuts. But even when I was walking through, I'm like, I've never seen these machines before. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they'll yeah. like open people up to be like, oh, fuck, what's this? Let's yeah. give it a crack. Or let's th- see where we're at. I think
1: that's the benefit as well because we have the sub shop right there full of coaches, full of PTs. We have the ability to say, you come in and I'll show you some stuff. I'll walk you straight into the gym. And If you are like, if you come up to any of my staff, I've thrown them all on the equipment. That's the first thing I did with our staff. I, mean, I was like, let's go test it out. I threw yeah. them on it. Even if they were in jeans, I didn't care. I said, get on this piece of equipment. And they teach you how to adjust it properly, how to utilize it properly, the best rep ranges and things like that. Because if you're in there, you've got to be able to ask anyone. And yeah. anyone will be able to show you that piece. And so a lot of the stuff that's really rare, you've never seen before, some of the American stuff or the hoist things like that, um, they are intimidating. And to get on it, it's really weird. But then once you learn how to use it properly, it's the best machine you'll ever use in your life. Same with like the multi-load stuff the, where you can change the center of gravity. Yeah. It sounds very scary, but once you can utilize it properly, you'll be getting much better workouts, less injuries, less pain in joints, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it takes a special kind of gym to be able to teach you to do that as well. Yeah. So it's like you can, with nutrition, I can give you all the food but I can't teach you how uh, – if, if I'm remote – You can't teach you the habit. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, if you come into me, itself. I can show you how to cook it properly. I can teach you how to prepare it so it's easy for you to eat, time's day, that sort of thing. Same yeah. with the gym. Like I can tell you that's a great machine. And if I don't tell you how to use it properly, it's not going to do any benefit to you. Yeah. Um, you can get on it and use it wrong. So we have that ability to actually I've been, teach them as well. I was well. doing that for years there. Nah, everyone's still – I still Preaching use stuff the wrong. But I, there's been machines in the last few weeks I've gone to test out and I jump on it and the guy will be like, he's sitting on it backwards. I'm like, ah. <laughs> i have to jump around because <laughs> you some of it's like really rare you don't see it very often and it doesn't matter how advanced you are but there's certain things where i have to look at it for like 20 minutes i'm like ah oh, i get it now yeah yeah um, it takes a step back yeah 100 yeah so it's it's a lot of people feel like they're not at that stage where they can use a good gym uh, but a good gym gets them to a stage much quicker where they can use any gym yeah and it doesn't really matter where you train like i can go use a plus fitness get a really good session Um, Or I can go to Revos, get a really, really good session. I can get a good session either way. Yeah. Because I know how to use the machines.
0: Yeah, that's it, eh? Yeah. As long as people have been walked through it, I reckon, is like the ideal. um, Yeah, that's why opening days I think are like really important to your business. Mm. So if you have like a bunch of people in the gym, this is just me talking to you about Mm. business now. But like, if you say you have a bunch of your staff in the gym because you're gonna have a few staff, if they just walk people through and they're train, you train them on how each machine works, exactly what's needed, ranges, all Mm. that shit, all the technical words I don't know, and (laughs) yeah, sports, (laughs) football, Um, and then yeah, like they walk through. So like, say you say you do have like. You know, I was like an eighteen-year-old chubby kid going with Dom. Yeah, Dom had a fucking clue what was going on, but at least he tried to help me. You know, because no one else did at those times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and neither did I want it because like ego. But like, you say you have like a you know eighteen-year-old kid, bit insecure like I was. At least he can walk through and like someone like one of your staff that's around the same age because there's a few of them. Hundred percent. Um, can go, hey, bro, this is like this is what this is used for. Do you have any questions? And like. Let's just be honest with each other here. Yeah. If you have any questions about a machine, best to ask me now. Yep. Instead of being in the gym and then like having a low key panic attack while you're fucking
1: on it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone thinks everyone's watching you in the gym. No No one one gives a shit. No one gives a fuck. I've been in there before. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to see me if I fail this. And I turn around and the, the guy next to me is probably thinking like, fuck, everyone's watching me. Yeah. And no one gives a shit about you in the gym. Yeah. Like, unless you're the biggest guy in there, which very rarely. You are and if you are, generally the biggest guy's just not there that day. Yeah. Um, no one cares. Everyone, for the most part, if they look at you, they're thinking like, oh, that guy's doing pretty good, yeah. or something like that. No one judges you. Even him. if you look at C Bum bro, he don't give a shit. Yeah, no, he He's trains so in a commercial sure. gym with everyone else. Yeah. You know, like you see in his videos, just random people walking in the background, no one's coming up bugging him or anything like that. Um, and no one's staring at him either. Because it's one of those things where we're all at the gym for the same purpose. Yeah. Um it's just some sort some people think they're the main character and they're like, oh, everyone's. Me. yeah yeah and they're the ones that are like staring at you to see how much you bench press and that sort of stuff they're the type of people they don't hang around the gym for long either they yeah. either get kicked out or they do it as a phase and they leave because they're only there for their own ego
0: yeah Right, well, i'll tell you a funny story so obviously with the bench press right you're not meant to lie like flatten it am i right
1: uh on the flat bench yeah yeah no five points of contact um and half of it shouldn't be your lower back so you should have yeah so yeah you're yeah. Like, like it's a an arch. arch yeah
0: yeah right Obviously, you didn't know all this shit, right, back in the day. Yeah. So at the time, I think I was just going to the gym with Dom. So anyway, I hop on the one at any time where it's like electronic. So the bar like goes, not electronic, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's- um Smith press. Yeah. Just so you push it up it, so and then you can no fucking- yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. So anyway, I'm doing that and uh, <laughs> I'll have to play the name. <laughs> but I'm doing it and I'm like, I think I was doing like four, five sets of 10 or what? Like we had no yeah. fucking clue what's going on. And um, bear in mind it's like one a.m.
1: That's what time, like yeah. Dom Because
0: I was working at Cole's night shift, yeah. and Dom was
1: just Dom. He still does. Like every now and then, I'll be like, "What did you do last night?" He's like, "Went gym." What yeah, you done sleep? And he's like, "Huh, oh, right, Yeah, bro,
0: done done
1: sleep. Shout out D. Yeah.
0: And um, bro, so I'm on the bench press, right? I'm going up, going up, yeah, all right. I'm on to my last set. Um, I'm fucking, I'm chilling. I'm doing all right. I'm getting. I think I got to like the seventh or eighth. Yeah, bro, it comes down and like. I just can't get it back up right. So I'm like praying for D to like like lift it, you know? Yeah. Like just get it above so I can fucking breathe, bring it back down. I'll, I'll go again for the last two or three. Anyway, as I've got it like down on my chest, I'm like struggling to breathe. It, I'm completely doing it wrong. I'm flat back. Yeah. Dom, Dom's like, oi, fuck." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He <laughs> was going like,
1: dee, dee, dee. <laughs> he's like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> he probably does the funniest thing in the world, eh? <laughs> you oh can my stop God. laughing I love um, that guy. I trained with him, I've trained with him a few times and he got everything's still failure. Yeah. It's just the way he likes to train. And he'll be on there and he'll be like on his 29th rep of chess flies or something. And he's like, yeah. I was like, you're right, Tommy's like, yep. <laughs> and he's like sitting there, he's like a minute and a half later, he's like, Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I oh, will get it. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, and he's like, so much pain. And then 30 seconds later, he jumps straight back on. He just loves punishing himself. Bro, oh, I reckon the biggest punishment to himself he ever did. Sorry,
0: Dave, to air this out. I'll send this to Dave before it goes out yeah. so I get approval. So he's talking to a girl, right? You know the girl. Yeah, You'll remember yeah. this incident. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've never laughed so hard. So we're at the gym and like he's talking to a girl and like big ups to Dave at the time. And, he, um, and he's like showing me and we're both on the dumbbells. We're yeah. The whole gym to us, we're just on the dumbbells doing our thing. He shows me like fucking OSD, like message her. I'm like go on like tee up this first date or whatever. So anyway, I'm minding my own business, got my headphones on. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck, she replied. So he screenshots it and like in his head, he's going to send it to the boys. <laughs> hey. So he's put his phone down, changed the song and he picks his phone back up and he sent it to the g- <laughs> the screenshot to the girl. Oh, oh, bro. That's the nice Oh, dumb thing I thought I, I was like. going to piss myself. Oh, with, the I, poor car. Oh, fuck. I thought I was going to piss myself <laughs> with the fucking, oh, uh, Jim. Bro, he just looked at, he's like, I just sent the screenshot like to her. <laughs> and I was like, holy and back in those days you couldn't unsend a message on Facebook yeah, yeah, so it was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck
1: poor little dog I bet he was like ah <laughs> is what it is
0: <laughs> oh fuck little uh, baby D
1: I you you were embarrassing sorry I had one very recently so yeah. uh, it's not just beginners I had um I had done a massive workout I just finished and I thought yeah. I'll do some bench press to finish like um incline bench Yeah. so I jumped on and I did I loaded up because I'd done like a fair bit of So I had a couple of plates on and then I did, I think, 20 reps, racked it. I was like, give myself 10 seconds go again. 10 yeah. seconds, I did uh, 14, racked it. 10 seconds, went again. I did eight, racked it. 10 seconds, went again. I did six. And I racked it and then like three or four boys walked in. And I was like, yeah, sweet. I'll go for three or four. I got to the second one and just stopped. I couldn't fucking do it. And I was yeah. like one rep and then two reps, it stopped. And it was a fair bit of weight, but not enough that I should be struggling for two reps. Yeah. I dropped it and I had to like roll it all the way down. all the boys came over and helped me and racked it up. One of the boys like, I oh, don't worry, bro. Like, hundred kilos was a mental barrier for me as well. You get that three reps soon. Oh. I was like, Oh my god! Right, bro, broke my heart because I was after like my thirty-sixth rep, and I just racked it. And I was like, Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> and just fucking went and cried in my cuffs six hours <laughs> But um, no, nah, it was just perfect timing. Hey, that's something Peter would say when he's never even come close to yeah. hundred kilo, bro. You know what's hilarious is he's he's eighty percent good at everything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what you put in front of him. If it's a golf club or. A barbell, he used to come into the gym after not training for six seven months. And I'd jump on the bench press and we'd work up for like 80 kilos this is when we we're like 16. Yeah, and he'd jump on there and he'd do three reps of 80 kilos, which I was doing five reps of. And I trained every single day for two years at that time. Yeah, um, he'd just do it and then he'd go home and then he'd come back six months later and he'd do 90 kilos. <laughs> Hasn't trained, he's gotten stronger, he's gotten bigger, looks better. And then he'd come back later, two years later, he'd do 100 kilos. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got Tommy who trains like he's just he can do whatever he wants all the time, he's just that. Genetic well not genetically, but he just works that hard. Like he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Same thing, him and Peter. Peter's just less applied when it comes to athletics. Um he's pretty smart, but he like doesn't do a lot. Um yeah, but I take him out golfing every now and then and 80% of the balls he hits are just dead straight. Yeah. It's perfect. And then the other half it takes him nine shots to hit the ball (laughs) and he's hacking the ground up.
0: Oh Pete. have you seen um fuck. Have you seen my sporting club Hellos videos? Mm -hmm. So for people that are and wondering, I, love them. I have like Sporting Sunday Club Hellos, which is like, yeah, it's like a media um, spinoff of like a sport version of Hellos to kind of break up my ideas for Hellos and content. So, yeah, I was posting just stuff about like footy, AFL, uh, UFC, boxing, mm-hmm. soccer, and those get a lot of likes on TikTok. One day I was like, fuck it. Like when I was growing up, there was um, Sunday League videos on in England and yeah. they were massive. Like they still get millions and millions yeah. of fucking <laughs> views. Like- some 200 kilo bloke Oh yeah Just fucking a Bicycle yeah. kick <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Just hacking like ankles to bits So I was like Oh I'll start filming it Yeah So anyway Like I think Like we've done alright I think like top is 30k That's um, pretty good And yeah They normally do like 5k The game yeah. day ones Minimum 5 to 10k And then 10 to 30 For the good ones But after like 5 or 6 There's like comments on them now That's like Pete's the goat And shit Yeah <laughs> Like Peach is in the background. He's the one that hands me the beer after yeah, the game. Yeah. everyone's like, oh, Pete's the go That's mad. He's got fans yeah, on he's, TikTok. He would have
1: a following. For sure. yeah. It's a little cult following. <laughs> but they just me. follow your videos just for Peter. <laughs> but I love the ones where it's like um we'll update you at halftime. And it's yeah. like half time down 6-0, update you full time. <laughs> it's full time. It's like, how'd you go today, boys? And like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> 10-0 <laughs> won't tell you who won
0: <laughs> yeah that last week so Warrington Croatia I get yeah. to the fucking I was like oh, I'll d- update you half time like, fuck I forgot at half time because I was spraying the boys well 2 nil down <laughs> at half time anyway getting it full time and um, yeah I get on TikTok and I'm like ah oh, fuck like um, look 6-0 I won't say who to uh, but shout out Warrington Croatia, you got the one-up, right? So I basically yep. admit within five seconds of saying I won't say who to, yep. Warrington Croatia have just beaten us 6-0. Yeah. But on the comments, these all these fucking Croatians are like, so you lost. Like, no <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you pricks? They get a lot of views. bro. Last week was a spicy one because all the um, – yeah. even like – so Warrington, Croatia, I'm not sure if you know how football pyramid works, but you have like NPL yeah. and they're all like ethnic clubs for the most part. Yeah. So you have Sydney, Croatia yeah. um, and, then, and then like in Melbourne, you have Melbourne, United, Gold Coast yeah. Knights, all Croatian communities. Yeah. So Warrington, Croatia is in an opinion comp, but they're yeah. all offspring of the like NPL uh, team. So like Henry Davies would fit in at NPL. Yeah. There's kids that were playing with him that are playing in our comp against Peter. Yeah right. Shout out Pete. And so yeah, bro, they they whacked us, and they <laughs> yeah. were just going at us. And then all these other Croats came in. I love my Croats, man. It's my favourite country. They're mate, there. Yeah,
1: they're, they're one of my close He's a competitive eater now. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, Jay Webby. He he used to run UFC gym. He was yeah. their general manager a few years ago. Um, we trained there from time to time, and he. Is just a nonstop workout, like workhorse. And he had a really bad injury. Mm. Um, and he was one of those injuries where it's, you're never going to walk again, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, came back from it. Not only did he come back, but he like trains hard. He's shredded to bits. And he has an incredible thyroid. Yeah. Like, he's, his metabolism is second Nuts. to none. I'd walk into the gym and he'd be eating pizza. And it's not a box of pizza. He would have like a fucking 42 liter tub with mm. five or six pizzas in there. And I'd do my session, I'd walk out and it's done. I'd walk walking, i like, what are you eating today? And he's like, I'm just trying to get 10 kilos of food down. It doesn't matter what it is, he's just smashing food. Now he's like the number, I think he's ranked pretty high. He's like fourth, fourth to first ranked competitive eater in Australia. And he got fourth at the biggest comp in the world, the Nathan's hot dog competition. He got fourth place, which is like ridiculous. Ate 40, 42 hot dogs or something in oh. 10 minutes. Oh. Um but he he puts food away 10 like he's, minutes. he's got a huge following on TikTok and Instagram now. Yeah. But Still replies to every message I send him. He's mad. He loves talking about the gym, bodybuilding, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. And all these videos of him just dominating restaurant like meal challenges and stuff. Yeah. Like he'll he'll get there'll be a record and like say, some food challenge burger or whatever. Um. Some, like some the Bavarian of, does with like you kind of yeah. So some some kilo. really famous competitive eater sets the record of fourteen minutes. Yeah. So he'll bite two and he'll do it in twelve minutes.
0: Is that guy from England the most famous? Yeah, sure. Eddie isn't the
1: one that went on to be a body. Eddie,
0: yeah, the one that fought Thor,
1: Eddie Hall. Yeah, wasn't he an eater? No, he's strongman. He doesn't oh. do those eating videos, but he's strongman. I by swear trade.
0: he was like he entered eating competitions back. In the day. Probably
1: did. He's probably done a couple. Yeah, um, but just because he's got massive appetite, like those guys eat like like twelve thousand calories a day. Yeah, my average on a big day would be four and a half five thousand. Yeah, um, and that's their their normal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. It's just food on food, and then they sleep throughout the day as well to keep their growth hormone high. Yeah. Um, so it's like a crazy lifestyle. They're just putting away food. But they yeah. all weigh 160 kilos and they're muscular. i
0: got a question for the the strongman thing, right? Yeah. How does that work? It's like they're obviously like bigger boys. Yeah. But they obviously train like a fucking dog. Yeah. But they can't lose the weight like to an extent, it's, right?
1: It's an unconventional lifting sport. So the lifts aren't as straight as like deadlift, bench press, yeah. squat. It'll be things like the log lift, where they have to clean and press a log, or they yeah. have to pick up a heavy weight and walk with it, stuff like that. And they or, do that the shit over the shoulders and yeah, shit uh, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So the build for that, you have to be tall initially. You can't be much shorter than six foot. But isn't Eddie tiny? I no, swear he's, he's like, six like foot under... two. Oh, yeah, he's just massive. He's oh, it's because I remember yeah. him fighting Thor. Yeah, and, and Thor's fucking six seven or six yeah, nine yeah. or something. Um, but you you the you have to be relatively tall because you can't fit much more mass on your frame under six foot to be able to carry those sorts of weights. So these guys are like six foot minimum. And the bigger ones are six foot seven, six foot ten. And they're What are the weights generally? Do you know? Like they lift? Yeah. uh, The Atlas Stones go up to like hundreds of kilos. Um, Some of the deadlifts, like they'll put them under a squat bar that weighs 380 kilos. And the competition will be whoever gets the most reps wins that one. Or it'll be like the deadlift just works up to the absolute highest deadlift. But it'll be things like they got um the elephant bar deadlift, which bends much more and it's much wider and longer. So it's unstable as well. Yeah. Um, or they'll have things like they have to, instead of deadlifting a bar, they're deadlifting a car now. And they attach this, um. Yeah, I've seen this a like, a, car. like
0: a, a Yaris skeleton yeah, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Um, but all their lifts is, it's a, a showman's like ship thing as well, because they get big stadiums, they do it in there. So yeah. it'll be things like. um. Instead of just lifting a weight, they make something of it. So they have to carry a car, or they pull a tank, or they'll pull a train or something like that. Nice. Um, it's ridiculous and it's hard to train for a sport like that because they don't got trains in their backyard. Yeah. Um, one of the best ones ever is Zadrunas Zivicus, Big Z. He trains in like an abandoned stadium by himself with no music, no anything, just dim lights, has heaps of weights in there. It's just random stuff like deadlift bars, sandbags, that sort of thing. Yeah. He won it like eight years in a row. Nice. And now he's like a mayor in, I don't know where he's from. Algeria or something, yeah. Um, Albania, or uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like, he was just the genetic king of the sport for ages. His he perfect height, perfect weight, and then you got guys like Thor. He's you could not be a better shape. Yeah, him and Eddie Hall, they're yeah, both so you, monsters.
0: Yeah. What about um? Do you remember Mark Henry? Was yep. he him? Yeah. He was one of them, eh? Yeah. And then UFC,
1: uh, WWE brought, brought him over, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, yeah, there's a lot of guys crossing in and out UFC, WWE, um, strongman, powerlifting, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and even powerlifters going into bodybuilding and stuff like that now. Yeah, right. Because uh, a lot of the lifestyles and drugs and things like that yeah. don't just do one thing, they do two things. So you can take something that doesn't just make you bigger, makes you stronger. So you can do both of them. Yeah, right. And because it's a whole influencer thing now, like you've got money, you want to hit two markets. So why yeah. would you just do bodybuilding when you can also nab the powerlifting market? You can do the eating market so you do competitive eating videos. You can do the strongman market. You go train with some strongman guys. Yeah. So it's just more revenue, more exposure.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, fuck. No way. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Do, you, do you train with any guys like that? Like that do strongman or different things to bodybuilding? Yeah, would you um, generally train with people doing
1: bodybuilding for the most extent? part? Bodybuilding because strongman that sort of lifting, I don't think I could do it feasibly with my knee. I'd get injured. Yeah, um, powerlifting I do a fair bit of, but just for endorphins and like yeah. feeling good. Like every every three or four <laughs> weeks I'll go and do flat bench or I'll squat every leg session. I deadlift once every two or three weeks. Yeah, um, I got certain mates that do powerlifting, but they don't really compete. They're just real, real strong, like ridiculously yeah. strong. Just they just like it. doing it. Yeah. Um, Every now and then I'll compete. I'll, I'll, I'll lift with them and we'll do one of their sessions. But I train for like 25 to 40 minutes max. I yeah. get in, get out very high intensity. They're in there for like three and a half hours. Yeah. And I'll get like an hour in my blood sugar starts dropping. I start feeling like shit. I start yeah. losing my energy. I start yawning. I just want to get out of there. So yeah. their sessions aren't built for me. Like yeah. I've gone so far in one direction that I can't really deviate now. Um, so it's one of those things where I just prefer to stay in bodybuilding as much as I can. Yeah. I can still lift heavy weight and stuff, but just not as much as I'd like. Yeah, And I don't drop it down to like anything below four reps. Yeah, right. Because so they like they, they like they G themselves
0: up for like one big rep after a yeah, while. Yeah, I haven't late.
1: done a one RM in years. Yeah. Just because the, the risk versus reward is not very high for bodybuilding. So with powerlifting it is because on that comp day you have to hit one RM. Yeah, You're not going to win a comp with two reps. You've got to hit that one. Yeah, With bodybuilding, when you're on stage, no one gives a shit. No one yeah. knows how much you lift or how much you weigh or how much you bench or anything like that. So the risk of doing a heavy lift and hurting myself versus the reward of being stronger doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, Certain lifts do build good muscle. Like a deadlift is good for bit, like thickness of the back. But yeah. for me, I can build a thick back without it. Um, so I'm going to avoid it because I don't want to injure my back at the same time. Yeah, fuck. It's a long-term sport. Yeah, Injuries don't pay anybody. But if I get injured, I lose. Like when I get sick, I lose five, six kilos. Yeah. And it's all muscle because I don't get any leaner. Yeah, so right. And I have to spend the next four or five months catching up again. Yeah. Um, which is yeah sucks.
0: Talk talk people through your diet quickly. We I, d- oh. last time we did this, I posted yeah. on TikTok. Then you got like
1: sixty k or seventy k, mm.
0: maybe even more. Yeah, it's almost. a bit
1: different to that one because that was my prep diet. It was like kangaroo and green beans. Yeah, walk us through this one. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot more relaxed. So if I want, I'll go out and get cheap meals with Till, um, my misses, or I'll go, I'll eat with the boys, things like that. But for yeah. the most part, it's breakfast is always. Uh, five to six bits of bacon, Um, just butcher cut organic bacon if I can get it with five or six eggs. Um, At the moment, I digest them pretty good. I don't always digest eggs good when I prep, so I avoid them, but now I'm pretty good with it. I do that with um, maybe if I'm feeling like I've got a big day, I'm training early, I'll do rice bubbles. And then my next three to four meals at the moment is just straight up beef or turkey mince with nothing else. Like I might buy some um, vegetables and chuck it in there, but for the most part I'm just trying to move. No Uh, no carbs. Uh, insulin sensitivity. I don't want to spike my insulin too much because then I get a drop. Yeah. So okay. I have installed, okay. glu- I got a glucose monitor, which is like a diabetics use it to tell when the insulin dropped. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm just. i not diabetic, but I've got one installed just because my phone goes ballistic every time I donate. So yeah. If you open this app, I can see where my blood sugar drops. So it shows me like on the sensor when it's going up, when it's going down. When you that camera. Yeah. I haven't got it set up at the moment. Because I installed a new one this morning, but it yeah. basically shoots a little syringe into your stomach and then it puts a little patch over it with a sensor. And then that reads when I'm going hyperglycemic. So if my blood sugar drops, it tells me to eat. So yeah. if I don't eat carbs, I don't get that drop. Yeah. I also don't get the spike, which means I lose a bit of growth and I lose a bit of size. But in saying that, it's more beneficial to me because I'm working a lot at the moment, running around in the gym. If I'm constantly dropping my insulin, then I'm going to get um, spikes. I'm going to get uh, hyperglycemic all the time and just passing out and feeling like shit all day yeah so i'll just do straight protein at the moment i'll add some fats to it so like ghee um and then if i'm going to train more later in the day my last meal i'll put rice pumpkin or sweet potato a little bit of carbs yeah um and then after that so bacon eggs three to four meals of straight protein yeah and then dinner at the moment is just steak whatever steak i want biggest one i can find i just like 20 buck tomahawks. So i've been smashing them um i'll cook that up with just as much vegetables as i want and then after that i'll do coconut yogurt with two scoops of protein, dark berries, and almond butter. Yeah, right. So it's anywhere yeah. from like six to nine meals a day because um, I have a, like, a few little snacks in like dark chocolate or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's if I have a really good day, that's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, otherwise, for the most part, I'll probably have two, three cheat meals a week where I'll go get um, like a, a steak from a restaurant or I'll get Greek food or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty good with it.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. You're very disciplined
1: more disciplined than I am. No, I think it's subjective. For yeah. my my sport, am um, so some people in my sport are very disciplined. Some people aren't. Yeah. But to the outside world, even the guys that aren't disciplined are pretty disciplined. So, like certain people, they don't know what they're going to eat every day. I know what I'm going to eat every single day when I wake up. Yeah. Um, but then there's guys that, like, just I, I know what I'm going to eat, but it. I might know that I'm going to eat Greek food tonight. Yeah. It's guys yeah. that don't eat that Greek food and they have just their food. That's Michael, it.
0: Michael, who comes into the gym, does that? Yep.
1: Yeah. Done, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. To the T. If he goes on a night out, he brings his like, yeah, in the car, yep. Like, just if he's someone's
1: driving, he'll go in the car, make sure he eats his meal. It's nuts. Yeah, That's it's fun. good. It's, it's what you have to do to be competitive in this sport. Unfortunately, so like, yeah, like I've had heaps of times where I'd go out to dinner and I bring raw chicken and ask the chef to cook it for me. Like, don't add nothing to it. Just put it on the fryer. I uh, put it on the grill, cook it, bring it straight back to my plate. Um, and it's shit because everyone's sitting there eating pizza and all this nice stuff. But to for me, I know my end goal is more important than this current like food. Yeah. Like I'm not I don't care as much about this meal as I care about holding a gold medal on stage. Yeah. So I just keep that in mind the whole way through. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole goes back to like every rep you do in the gym, I know someone else is doing two. Yeah. So I'll do three. And yeah. I just yeah, keep yeah. that in mind that I know the end goal I gotta work right now to get that end goal. Yeah.
0: I uh, feel the same. I don't even know what my end goal is, but I you don't have I, to. I just know I don't want to do what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, oh, I want to get paid for what I'm doing. Yes. But
1: what I do currently of a day, I don't want to end up doing. So yeah, I know. Yeah. The know other thing is, like, you don't have to know what your end goal is as long as you point yourself in the right <coughs> direction and laying yeah. the foundation. Like, you can build a house without knowing what the end product's going to look like. You just start building it. As you go. Yeah. And then by the time you complete it, it might be even better because you add more rooms, you put in cool stuff as you go along the way. Yeah. And then your final end goal will always be pretty good as just long as you the work hard. Just house. Enough. Yeah. 100. Yeah, house. I don't plan. know when I start a prep. I don't know what comps I'm going to do. I don't know what divisions I'm going to do. Usually I pick my divisions two weeks before I enter yeah. the comp, so it might be classic physique, bodybuilding, this, that, whatever. I got to wait till I know what my body's looking like. Yeah. Um. So that's one of those things I have no idea what I'm doing, just making sure I do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy when you. It's a lot of blind a, faith. Different world. Different yeah. World to like someone like me. It's yeah, Like it, sport. Like the yeah. Sports a whole and, different ball game. Yeah. To the bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and bodybuilding is very um independent. So with like football, I'm captain coach. Yeah. So I like the boys know I like I'll be there yeah. right, and they can rely on a certain amount of boys being there every week. They know who's gonna flake, blah blah blah. But with bodybuilding, there's no falling back on. Anyone else. Like yeah. if you don't do it, then that's your fault. Like yeah. you
1: are fully accountable for every single thing that happens. Yeah. Accountability is big. A lot of people come to a coach so that they don't have to have as much accountability. Yeah. But there's only so much that your coach can do for you. You can only send you the proper plan. Yeah, right, so and Yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to follow it. So the accountability yeah. is always like the onus is on the person to go good at bodybuilding. Um, with sport, you've got a team. Bodybuilding, you can have kind of a team, but they're not yeah. there with you 24-7 like you said. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, they cheat on their diets and do all that sort of stuff. In sport, you can get away with it a bit. You can't really in bodybuilding. Yeah. And you see it at the end, they win or they lose. Yeah.
0: And that's why I want to do a marathon, eh? Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time so pe- people wouldn't pick it, but I've got an engine.
1: Yeah. Oh, shut up, Siri. I don't want the fucking knowledge for a marathon. I 100% believe you because there's like um, a few people I've met and they just smash me. Because I'm real sure I was always a sprinter. I could never do long distance. I reckon I run 500 meters, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but there's people twice my size. Half my training ability and they run farther for way easier as well. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you, your body doesn't like limit you in any way. Yeah. You see that massive hillbilly bloke that does backflips and shit? Yeah. It's yeah. Like 135 kilos and he's backflipping and cartwheeling around. Yeah. I can't do none of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right.
0: I want to do one of them, man. Just No, like, Nah. Fuck. <laughs> I tried, bro, once I fucking landed on my back. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I want to. Um, that's why I want to run a marathon just yeah. to like.
1: Yeah, just push it, you know. Yeah, why not? Well, yeah. when you're on the soccer field, you're probably doing nine, ten k's of running anyway, for the most part in a yeah. big, big game. Or you do average, I think, is five to seven. Yeah. So you already look without even thinking Difference about differences, but you're not thinking about running. Yeah, that's it. Playing the game, yeah, whereas yeah.
0: you're running. Like I've ran on trails for five k's, and I'm there by the second guy. Yeah. Fuck me,
1: what am I doing? Yeah, you gotta stay distracted.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So, but that's why I want to do one by myself because mm. there's no. All the glory's mine. All mm. the failure is mine, you know. Yep. Either way, which way ever I go. Yeah. Whereas football, I can turn around and go like, fuck Pete. Like, you're, you know, what yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah. And I can just walk <laughs> off, act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it could have been my fault. But yeah. I'm not going to say that.
1: Yeah, 100%. Marathon uh, marathon's one of those ones that's a big milestone as well. Yeah, you know, Accomplishing a marathon not only by yourself, but like when it was something that you weren't, say, built or prepped to do is unreal. Yeah. It's a big, big step. Yeah, I can get in. Yeah,
0: it's a, yeah. It's like um, it is like a like a society just recognizes a marathon yeah. as like yeah. a, a big achievement. Yeah,
1: hundred eh? percent. Certain things like marathon, benching three plates, um, winning grand finals, things like that. Yeah, they're the big one.
0: It's where like no matter who you are, what what you do with your life, everything goes out the window. Yep. It's like I ran a marathon, and almost every person in society like, "Good work, man! You're
1: like, known as the marathon guy now." Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That big fella did a marathon every yeah. time you walk into a pub. Yeah, 100%, you gotta get a shirt, yeah. <laughs> completed marathon. Yeah. Bang. Um, right, we'll wrap it up soon because we're we're heading on to the wards, 8 p.m., 7 30. Yeah. I think we've been going for an hour, an hour of good value. But so I asked it before, but we kept going on a tangent, such mm. as the nature of a podcast. Mm. You're 24, right? Mm. Are you?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm yeah, forget, I'm younger. Um, so you're 24 you've got a missus, yep. you know and the prospect of family life buying a house all that shit yeah. is closer to you than it is to me right yeah Cons- oh yes and no considerably don't, don't be so humble <laughs> now um yeah and, and so with all that in mind right and you've uh, yeah and you've got your uni degree and you've got all these other factors and now you're opening a business yep does that like play a f- like at the age of 24 is that playing like a big part on your yeah. mind like yeah. the because you're set right yeah. like take away if you didn't open the business you're you're kick you're yeah. kicking you're sweet right you're but now you're opening a business you're taking that risk yeah does those other factors play on your mind
1: when you're opening that business yeah especially because the luckily i didn't have to get a loan for the gym but if i had to get a loan for the gym it would have impacted house loans especially with interest rates yeah exactly right so i wouldn't yeah. be able to get a house loan for our investment property or or Future properties or anything like that, yeah. Because the banks would see I've got debt here, and they wouldn't give it to me there. So that played on a big time. It was a big stressor for a while. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it without a loan. Um, luckily enough, I got through. Yeah. Um, a lot of help from Till as well. Um, so we're in that together as well. Yeah. Um, and then everything else of like, there's a, a big balancing act of trying to. Luckily enough, I got a lot of support. So like, I'm not doing all this on my own. Yeah. So I've got mates that are turning up like yourself, to clean, and help me run the gym. Um, Till will support me through anything She's been through all my preps with me Helps me cook my food yeah. Understands when I'm tired or cooked um, Happy to miss Like, like I, there's some weeks where I see it once Through the whole week or two weeks yeah. um, She's happy with that Because she knows either one of two of us is very busy um, And then as far as like the future setup, I'm pretty content with where I am now So everything beyond now is a big bonus So yeah, kids in yeah. the future Houses in the future That sort of thing Um, I'm pretty pretty happy with whichever way it goes. Yeah, which is good.
0: Uh, Chris Williamson, do you know who that is? Yeah, David Goggins on his podcast, one of the only guys. Yeah, he's like yeah. So yeah, he's just one of the best podcasters. Chris Williamson, you'd know his face if you saw him for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. He said the other day, uh, and he's big on like he can pull up stats like in his fucking head. Like he's a a massive learner. He ran nightclubs in England for like fifteen years. Yeah, from the age of nineteen to like. Early 30s or something. And then he's dipped out of that, done this podcast, all that shit. The
1: guy with the face tats?
0: Nah. Nah. So he's not like a gangster. He ran the events. He's like Uh, a white guy, nice hair. Like,
1: uh, okay,
0: yeah, It's a skinny, yeah, whatever. But Chris Williamson was like, um, there was a study, and it's the biggest effect on your health ever. Mm. On quitting smoking, quitting alcohol, fucking whatever you can think of that's detrimental to your health. The biggest factor in uh, good health is a supportive partner and a good partner. Yeah,
1: and you got that. Hey? I could not agree more. Shout out, <laughs> Till. Yeah, Till, she's great. We've been together almost. We've been seven years now, to almost eight. Yeah. Um, and like, three, well, I don't think we've had a fight at all. Yeah. We've never even had like a disagreement. Yeah. I've never, never raised our voices at each other. Um, never had something we couldn't work through, and having that means that it doesn't matter how bad I fail, I've always got someone to pick me up. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good I succeed, I've always got someone to share it with. Yeah. So I'm always sweet. Like I've got that that it's like a safety blanket with me. If I have a real bad day, she's there at the end of the day. If I have a real hard day, she's there to help me through it. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I've got a lot of confidence moving forward knowing that I've got that as well. And because I've got it secure, like I can guarantee it and put my life on it, I'm gonna marry her and all that sort of stuff. I can move forward confidently knowing that she's not going anywhere and that we're set.
0: Yeah. Which is good must be nice, man. Good for you.
1: You're fine. <laughs> is there is someone for everyone out there, Harrison?
0: Yeah, there is. Um, now, a few questions that I thought uh, of the highest value mm. for people listening and myself actually, more importantly myself. Any person looking to get into the gym, right? What's your best advice? So, say someone walks in a body beyond. Mm. They don't want to just go... You know, they're not one of those people that are just motivation for three days and then just drop off a cliff. There's someone that's like, I want to be in this gym or I want to be in the gym for the next decade minimum. What's your best advice for continual progression from everything from
1: diet to training? With diet, you just got to start simple. There's always like fad diets, there's everything out there. You just pick clean foods and stick to it as much as you can. Yeah, 80, 20 is not actually as bad as everyone says it is. So if you eat eighty percent good and then twenty percent of the time you're not that great, you'll be doing pretty good. Yeah, um, high protein, high fat carbs are like a big thing in the industry. If you smash carbs, you'll just get fat. Yeah, for the most part, some people can get away with it for the Italians. general population. Yeah, general population they they play. I with didn't, but Calum did. Too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where most people, they just benefit from a really simple diet that's easy for them to manage. You find that middle ground where they can eat it comfortably and lose weight. It's not too strict because they'll give up straight away. It's not too unstrict because they'll gain weight. Yeah. With the training, you've got to ask as many questions as you can. Find a good supportive person like you found with Dom, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if you can, find a gym that has that support system, good PTs, things like that. And yeah. try not to be afraid of it. and Go ask people, how do you do this? How do I do that? What's your advice on this? I've always took, taken the rule of thumb of it doesn't matter who you're asking, you've got to ask them. So whether it's Stan or some kid in the gym that weighs 60 kilos, if that kid's got mad triceps, I'm going to ask him what he's doing triple triceps. Yeah. I've got to say, like, what are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. His advice might be just as valuable as someone else's. Yeah. So you got to ask questions to everyone. And then it's one of those things where it's such a multifaceted thing, the gym, where the human body's the most technologically advanced piece of technology in the universe yeah um, so you can't quite nail it ever so you, you might get advice from 10 people and one of it's good none yeah. of it's terrible you have to try every single one of those pieces of advice to know which one works for you so it's one of the things where you take as much on board as you can you make it your own and then you move forward with that and it'll take you three four years you've got to be in it for the long run because um, i've been training like a decade now i'm still working stuff out as i go i'm still yeah. changing stuff every year um and then just try and keep it as simple as you can. You try and enjoy it. The second it becomes a chore, you quit straight away. Yeah. A lot of people find when they do bodybuilding comps, the gym becomes a chore, eating becomes a chore. After their comp, they rebound really bad. They stop training for six months. They hate it. Um, after my last comp, because I enjoyed it so much, we were, I competed that day and we ended up in the gym that night at nine o'clock and I was smashing a session. I was getting tan all over the machines. I was fucking dripping sweat. I was cooked, but I was just so happy. Yeah. There's photos everywhere of me like, Black ass walking around um, yeah. looking like an alien and still smashing a session just because I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, so you got to f- do it out of passion, not out of like, you can't see other people and be like, I want to look like that. So I'm going to go do this. You have to want to look like it and do it for yourself. Yeah. And then you got to leave your ego at the door because the second you start ego lifting, you start losing muscle, you start hurting yourself, you start doing all that bullshit. You're never really going to progress without proper load of the muscle. Yeah. So, like, the second I stopped doing 1RMs and big lifts, I started really growing quickly. Yeah. And then, yeah, my, my training style is not the same as anyone else's. My diet's not the same as anyone else's. So, you got to find your own stuff.
0: Yeah, so you'd say to a lot of people, like, just trial and error.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It sucks, but yeah, don't trial be and so error. Con-
0: yeah, don't be so fucking um, caught up in, like, ah, fuck – don't be so caught up in what other people are doing. Yeah, You know, don't be so like, oh, this person looks that way. I'm going to copy it word for word. Yeah. It's not how you, the bodies are never the same. Well,
1: impatience is a really harsh word for it because it's not quite impatience, but a lot of people think the quickest route is copying this guy because yeah. he looks great. But the quickest route is trial and error and trying six things and then you look like this guy. Yeah. It's like um, steroids is a really good example. A lot of people that come to me that have started their cycle, their test is shut down. They feel terrible. They've got headaches all day. They're gaining a kilo of fat each week. They're getting gynecomastia. They're getting all these problems. All you do is you tell them to calm down, jump off it or reduce everything. And we go a simpler, smoother route. And we trial and error different things to get them to a better place. And all of a sudden, they end up at a really good result 12 weeks down the track. But if they keep trying to progress it too fast, 36 weeks down the track, they look like shit. Yeah. So it's like same with um, dieting. You've got to set yourself up for a long-term goal. If you try and smash it out in six weeks and do some fad diet... In 12 weeks' time, you're going to look like shit. Or if you do a really clean, simple diet for 12 weeks, in 24 weeks, you're going to look great. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't matter about looking great tomorrow. It matters about looking great in a year's time and then a year after that. It's much more sustainable. Yeah. So the quickest route is not always a straight line. Yeah. Especially sure. with bodybuilding. Uh,
0: another thing, Tom Platts. is like yeah. my
1: favorite guy. To, he's, he's a character. Yeah. I, I love him and I can't – he's got – it's, it's one of those things where it's great and it's not great at the same time because yeah. he's a huge advocate for squatting. Yeah. But he's also got incredible genetical insertions in yeah. his quad muscles. So if, if I went in and did a session with him, I'd probably dislocate my knee and I'd be in a world of pain. I probably wouldn't grow much muscle. Yeah. But if someone with his same genetic insertions and ability to train did it, they'll have the best quads ever. Yeah. So it's one of those things where he, he's fantastic, but he also says you have to squat to get big legs. Yeah. Some of the guys I know that have the biggest legs on earth, like Big Rami, he has the biggest quads that have ever been on the planet earth, doesn't yeah. squat ever. Um, some of the really big guys like Nick Walker, you never see him on a squat bar. Phil Heath, never on a squat bar. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Coleman was um, and he's, he's uh, not generally for that but he, he's pretty injured now. Yeah, um, Stan, massive legs, never squats. Yeah. You don't need it to build big legs. You don't need to do anything. You don't have to do anything. There's certain things that work for some people and don't work for others. Um, yeah. And I love him. I love his work. I think I love how he pushes past that 40% because yeah. when you reckon you're done, you're only 40% done. Yeah. That's like a Goggins mentality, but it's, it's proper special forces. They push you to the limit. And then when you give up, they say you're about 40% and they'll throw you back in for the other 50 because that next 10% you die. Yeah. So they get you to about 90%. Um, and that mentality, he can push past that. Yeah. He gets unreal sessions. Most, pe- most people can't. Yeah. So they end up. Weaning their form and getting injured and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's no absolutes in bodybuilding, but he he talks always in absolutes.
0: I uh, Ark and Tom Platz is like the goat for like how he talks.
1: Yeah, he's very very literate and very um comprehensive with the yeah. way he speaks.
0: Yeah. And like his uh his accent as well. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it is. I think it's like German mixed with American or something like that. It's old school. Yeah, but the way he talks but anyway, we uh <laughs> we lost 6-0, right? To Wellington yeah. Croatia. I rock up to the track. So we had a bye last week. So the week before that we lose yeah. fucking six nil to Warrington, Croatia. I'm like on the way in, I'm on. I'm in the van, I'm on my way to training. I'm like, fuck, what do I say to these? Because I've got systems, bro. We're playing like mm. passing football. We've got a bunch of new players. Yeah. Some of these blokes have never played football, such as Peter. Yep. I'm telling them to play three at the back, which is just like a suicide attempt in Sunday league. Like you just don't do it. You play four or five at the back, you don't play three, right? Yeah. It's just like a suicide attempt. But I'm so convinced in my own ego that, like, oh, I can get these bunch of boys yeah. to play the most stylish and beautiful form of football there is in yep. the current day. Yep. <clears throat> so, anyway, I rock up the training. I'm like sitting there in the van. I'm on TikTok, and like Tom Platt spots up. He's like, Congratulations, failure has been achieved. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into training and said that. Yeah. Gee, no one up. But Lee, I felt good saying it. And yeah. he just fucking, I, after that, bro, I fully got into him. 100%. He's a, he's a gun. I'm a but big,
1: big Joey Diaz guy. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck up, cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, there's one. I love how st- he's, he's motivation, but he's like a fat fucker, <laughs> yeah. smoking but, all the time But, but doesn't, and He doesn't miss a jujitsu class, but yeah, yeah, black belt or something. Yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah. Stan sent it to me before the New South Wales state title. Yeah. It's like, um, fuck, it's like, I'm sending you out today like a father sends his son to war. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone on for ages and he just gets harder and harder and harder. And then he's like, <laughs> No one's giving you shit. And he fucking starts getting real ramped up. And I was like, yeah, fucking oath. I was listening. I was like thirty in the morning. And I was like in the car on the way to the IFV show. And everyone's asleep. And I was like, yeah, fucking." Fuck. oath. Really Joey Diaz up. is gene up a yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is like I've pulled so much motivation. Now he's got ones for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Monday mornings is his most popular one. Yeah. yeah. And fuck his videos are hilarious. Yeah,
0: Monday morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But Tom Platts, bro, he... Yeah. Um, his big thing was, fuck the weight. It's about your form. Would you yeah. completely agree with
1: that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, and no. You need a certain amount of stimulus to break the muscle down completely, but there's a very there's. But should higher, your
0: first focus be on
1: your form? Always. Yeah. yeah always. Your form should be immaculate, and then you got to find the intersecting point of weight where that correct form with correct reps with correct sets and right amount of weight breaks the muscle down perfectly. But so yeah. that's the very high detailed part. There's certain, like there's guys who've been trained 10, 15 years that train at 20% because they don't understand proper tempo, muscle loading, tension, that sort of thing. Yeah. None of that really matters to the general lifter. Yeah. First thing that matters is form because otherwise you're going to get injured. You're going to be sore all the time. You're going to get rotator cuff problems. You're going to not be able to bench. You're going to suffer at work and you're going to feel shit all the time. Yeah. get your form A1. Once the form's good, then you start playing with all the other millions of variables. Yeah. But he's bang on. If you have terrible form, you're never going to lift any proper weight. Yeah. So that's always number one. Yeah, right. Um, it's like having a car without an engine. There's no point going anywhere because your engine's not in the car. It's yeah. not going to do anything for you. can't get up the hill. Yeah, fuck Form it. Form is numero uno. Yeah. But you know who's very good for motivation unintentionally? Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, Ronnie motivation. It's just what's him that, screaming. Um, what's that Ronnie um, Coleman? It's oh, things like... Lightweight, um, baby. Yeah, that <laughs> but his mentality was like he just didn't have another option. Yeah. Someone one of his best quotes is um someone backstage is like how many times you cheat on your diet this year Ronnie leading up to the show and he's like what do you mean I don't <laughs> cheat on my diet <laughs> he's like i don't what is a cheat <laughs> he, yeah. didn't, he didn't even think about it the whole time through the diet it just wasn't one of those things he thought about yeah. he's not thinking about the cheat he wakes up and it's not like I don't want to train today. It's, it's like not about I, breaking out. I have it. to yeah. train today. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have the other option in his like um, brain circuit. Yeah, he never looks one direction. He always just stays focused. Same with Jake Color. He just had that whole mentality of being the hardest worker always, and it got him to the point where he was beating the best guys in the world because yeah. he just worked that little bit extra harder. Did the Jake guy end up winning Olympia? Yeah, yeah, four times. Fucking hell! He's um, one of the only guys that ever beat um, Ronnie Coleman.
0: Oh bullshit! Yeah. I don't know enough about Olympia. Eh? I just know it's, when it comes around.
1: It's fascinating yeah. to like watch people fan over these guys. Yeah. Well it's one of those things where it's um you it's take progressed. That, right? That's what it's progressed dramatically from like if you look at the guys winning now versus the guys winning ten years ago, Ronnie Coleman was like six foot two. Yeah. And the guy that just won was five foot six. Who? Heidi Chupin. And then second was, oh, sorry, uh sorry. I thought C-Bum won Olympia. He does classic physique. So that's different division. Oh. So you got two, two two divisions. So the opens bodybuilding, which is like the big, big yeah. dogs. And then you got the classic physique guys, which are tight waist, big upper body, so the C-Bums. Yeah. So his, his physique is like he's a big boy. But if you put a hoodie and track pants on him and he walks around, he just looks like a pretty heavy set guy. Yeah. Whereas if you put a track suit and um, hoodie on someone like Andrew Jack, he walks in and you're like, holy fuck, look at that guy. Yeah, like he's massive. Like you put a ten XL, because he's mad top heavy. No, nah, his legs are ginormous. Oh right. you put a five XL yeah. uh, sweater, pair of sweatpants, and you'll see the lines and veins through his legs. Yeah, um, it's that. It's like Stan versus me. Yeah, Stan's opens bodybuilding. I do classic Yeah right. So he's got that crazy, like freaky mass, monstery sort of look. He's got huge arms, big shoulders, um, massive legs. Whereas classic physique is generally the taller guys, tighter waist, um, broader proportions. Yeah, that sort of thing. Fuck yeah.
0: Now quickly, let's yeah. run through it because you're fucking. I I'd imagine you're mad tired at the moment. Eh? Nah, no, nah, I'm sweet. People don't say it, bro. I got I got burnout yesterday. Yeah, from um because I've been here a few nights editing podcasts and then editing my own podcast as well. Football, trying to fucking t- like just have a conversation with my mum and dad. Yeah, <laughs> and then um I've been at your gym as well. Yeah, I was like to my mum, i uh, like I had mad burnout yesterday. Like I yeah. crashed in the afternoon. Um, but anyway, sidetracked. I don't even know what I was gonna fucking ask. Jesus Christ, Jake! Oh, right. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Yeah. So during this week, I think yeah. I entered your gym. Was it last Saturday? Saturday? No, Saturday before because I went to Gold Coast. Yeah, last weekend. Right. I entered your gym. Let's give it a plug. Body Beyond Health Club. Right. Yep. Let's say someone walks into the doors. Yep. To the right, we have the sub shop.
1: Yep. So which Body has Beyond everything. So Body Beyond Penrith is our. It's the main sub shop. So Stan started a little shake shop in Mount Druitt. Yeah. Um, turned that into a big sub shop um, in Mount Druitt. Moved it to Penrith. Opened in Rellin, uh, Richmond. Um, there's also franchisees, Ballina, Brisbane, everywhere now. So he's grown it into this massive business. Yeah. And Penrith is like the big dog shop. That's the mecca. So it's got the most stock out of all of them. It's where we run all of our coaching out of. Yeah. Um, to where Stan is primarily, which is a big thing as well. That's now located in the gym. So you turn into the gym, first thing you see is to the right, 35 meters of supplements, clothing, three of us sitting at the counter, doing diets, doing coaching. Yep. So in that gym internally, we've moved that whole business in there. So it's a cemented... Um, Pretty much a, a one-stop shop, everything, supplements, fitness, yeah. coaching.
0: Everything body beyond. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So
1: the whole shop has just grown. We outgrew the store we're in. So now we have two check-in rooms rather than one. So I can go and sit in there with a the client while Stan's doing a check-in as well. Yeah. Um, we have way more stock down the hall. We've got all of our clothing in there. Um, everything's just set up how we needed it to be. Yeah. Um, then you turn left. We've got the counter, which is going to have a coffee machine on it because a few of my staff are trained baristas. Yeah. Um, That's got a full counter that has all of our gym staff sitting behind it. You keep walking, you've got a little in section where it's got microwaves. You can heat your food up. It's got seating around there so you can sit, eat, chill out, do all that sort of stuff pre-post session. Um, If you turn to the right, you've got the massive long wall of the sub shop, which runs horizontal all the way down. Back at the front we are now. Yeah, so back at the front turning right, you're looking horizontal all the way down the big long wall of the um, sub shop that runs down halfway along there's a parallel wall which has that back section in it where you can see your own back weight train with the um angled mirror up high and then the other mirror adjacent yeah um you go down there turn to the right full posing room deck down i'm gonna put some lounges in there maybe put a tv so you can go and chill sit down can watch the footy if we want um bathrooms turn back you look back into the gym there's a hundred plus pieces of equipment which most gyms don't have more than 60 um we've got everything just because we went a bit crazy like if there was they're, most gyms are limited to certain brands, so the independent gyms like us, like um, Revos, they can choose whatever they want. They can have any brand of equipment. Yeah. Whereas things like Anytime Plus Fitness, they're limited to Life Fitness, Matrix, shit like that, Hammerstring. Yeah, we got like ten plus different brands of equipment in our gym, so I can just go crazy if I like a leg press from this brand, but not from this one. I'll go buy this one. Yeah, and I'll get rid of that one. Yeah, and so I got just equipment on equipment everywhere. Turn back to the right, there's a big jujitsu area which has got um, full matted flooring, matted sides. Um, we're looking for like coaches, anyone that wants to do. They can either rent it out full time, have that as their whole like um, yeah. operation or I'm just going to hire a bunch of coaches to come and run classes out of there as well. Yeah. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Mirrors yeah. everywhere, sound systems unreal. Um, it's all it's all going up which is good. Yeah, It's it looks good though it does it's so much going on yeah two two weeks ago it was full construction site it was empty the walls were shattered to pieces and looked like shit um and then everyone just hooked in heart it's like ground up carpentry rico he's one of my good mates yeah he was in there just night and day night and day every single day got that whole supplement shop built in about a week and a half yeah it's like a like a full month worth of work he did in a week and a half yeah and to the like perfection as well the quality is unreal yeah. Um, so the guys like that, like you boys coming in like post hours, like um, real late at night, cleaning up, fixing up, things like that. Um. Chief coming in, doing carpentry work in the middle of the night, yeah. stuff like Yarny. that. Um. Yeah, Yarni. he's built all the shelving in that sub shop.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they, they've just made, the, made it possible and made it quick as well. Yeah. So like the whole revamp sort of time, if you were to do this commercially with proper like how you normally do share, it, yeah. proper contracts, it would have taken probably two and a half months to get this gym set up. But we're in the mind that we – we want to open as quick as we can because it's not my gym or Stan's gym. It's everybody's gym that they're going to train in. So I want you to come and say like, this is my gym. Yeah. Um, I want you to have a part in there. If you do your transformation, I'm going to chuck you straight up on the wall because a lot of gyms have like professional bodybuilders. We want it to be Penrith. We want it to be our clients, our friends up on those walls. Um, we want to celebrate them a bit more. So
0: How we're cool gonna, right? Yeah,
1: we're going to chuck that up there, which is good. Proud of you, man. Thank you, brother. It's been a, it's been a journey, eh? It has. I'm proud of you. Our last podcast was on a lounge and I had a microphone. Now, like, I had to hold it and I kept fucking it yeah. away from my mouth. Um, This is like a nice <laughs> setup. You've done very well for yourself. I uh, look, it's not mine, but yeah, um, but you, you
0: still get into the opportunity. Yeah, it's been a,
1: it's been a fucking process. Yeah, but um, now you've done very, very well.
0: No, nah, look, man, we're just a bunch of kids from Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. very much when I was growing up. So. Uh, for people listening, Wimilea is like a town. It used to be called North Springwood. Wimilea is the uh, indigenous word for to the north. So it's basically if you're driving through the mountains, you have Springwood to the right around 5, 10 Ks is Wimilea. We have a service station. We have a Coles. The Coles is pretty deluxe. Mm. We have a high school, all that shit. It's not that big of a town, right? I think 10,000 people would maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. If you include then, like Yellow Rock and yeah. shit as like a subsidiary because yeah, they true. are our children. Yeah, But um, yeah, so you have Wimmerley and the... Uh, in reality, like the only guy from the mountains that or even grew up in Wimley was the guy who created nudie juice. Oh, when school mom. Yeah. That's how I knew. Okay. Um, and then you have like Blinky Bill from Waramu. Yeah. You have fundamentals from Katoomba, Eisenhuth at the storm. Mm. Like there's, I, I always growing up was like, I want to match their level of positive influence yep. on people. Yeah. How do I do that? I don't fucking know. Still don't know. Just trying, right?
1: Yeah. You, you're doing pretty good, to be honest, because you got your word out there. And yeah, you're... but Blinky Bill's a pretty fucking hard thing to live up to. Yeah, everyone knows Harris. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you like you come into the gym and there'll be some random tradie there. You're like, oh, Harrison, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah big fair.
0: Yeah. It's because, you know what? My dad always told me, is like, when you walk into a room, you always announce yourself. You're always, like, not in an arrogant way, but you go up to every yeah. single fucking person you can see and you go, hey, my name is. Yeah. And you just like, yeah. Good relationships.
1: Yeah. I think you have a lot of good relationships with a lot of people, which has progressed you forward quite well. Because I'm
0: interested in what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and you're an interesting person as well because you remember what they're doing. Like You'll come up to someone you haven't seen in a year and a half. You're like, oh, how's the fucking boat going? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah it's good. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah but one thing I learned from young
0: is like, um, if you want to get to know someone, actually listen to what they're saying. Don't mm. wait to speak. It's a big thing a lot of young men do, eh? They wait to speak because they think they've got something real important to say. You can tell
1: as well because the you can see it in their eyes that they're not absorbing any of the information yeah. they're saying and then by the time that like you'll be talking and all of a sudden they ask you a question halfway through. Yeah. And you're generally answering the question they fucking asked you. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where it's, it's... You'd get that a bit, eh? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Someone will ask me a question be like um, it's generally the guys that want the gear advice. Like the story yeah. yeah. And stuff. They'll ask me about it and I'll start talking to them I'll start telling them. And they're not getting the answer they want. They want to hear, do more, get bigger. I'll start telling them about absorption rates and micro dosing. And then like halfway through, they'll be like, what else can I run? And I'm like, okay, let's not talk about other compounds yet. Let's talk about this first. We'll get this one now. And then they'll be like, okay, I was thinking about (laughs) Decker. Because they hear, like,
0: they see someone who's done it. Absolutely, yeah. And then, well, we saw it the other day. We won't name who, but, like, he went off seeing someone do that. It works across the board for every, like, so many blokes. They just see another bloke who's big, muscly, and they go, like, what are you using?
1: Yeah, bro, bro, the equivalent is seeing someone in the Premier League and thinking you buy the same boots as him you (laughs) can be in the Premier League. It just doesn't happen. You don't understand it. This guy that's doing well, is eating nine times a day. Yeah. He's not partying. He doesn't drink anymore. He doesn't do drugs. He's in the gym six yeah. times a week. And it sounds like, yeah, i get into the gym six times a week. He's in there training properly six times a week. He's You can eat nine times a day. He's eating good nine times a day. Yeah. It's like a big, big difference. Um, and even it's so the mentality of being um, dedicated to the sport versus just wanting it because someone else wants it or you want to just look good. There's plenty yeah. of guys that want to look good. They don't look good. Yeah. And there's guys that don't care about how they look. They just love training. They look phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so that's the big difference. You yeah. can't just take, there's no miracle nothing. Yes. Yeah, Stuff that gets you pretty close working. if you utilize it properly. But the other thing is you can have a miracle drug that you have to take orally and you'll get some guy rubbing it on his fucking skin. Yeah. It's not going to work like that. You have to utilize things properly. It doesn't matter how good it is. If you don't use it right, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. I say the same thing for like um, when people mention, so I'll go to the pub, right? You know, yeah. I, I don't go to the pub anywhere near as much as I used to. But like I will go to the pub and one of the younger boys or like someone from school will be like, oh, I saw you with this person do the podcast. Jordan Simmy is a good example. Right? Mm. Like, oh, I saw you did a podcast with Jordan Simmy. How lucky or something. I go like in my head, I'm like, oh fuck, man. Like this is not. Um, th- there are so many hours behind me networking, yeah. yeah, to get that opportunity, yeah, and like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's very much yeah. the same
1: with like that whole. Well, Jack Ray. Remember Jack Ray? Yeah, He's one yeah. of my clients now. He's unreal. He gave me an unreal quote the other week and I've been thinking about it. He said the harder you work, the luckier you are. Yeah. So your luck is a it's a compounded right? interest of how hard you worked to get that lucky position because you can work hard and not get lucky and mm-hmm. all your hard work goes down the bin or you can get lucky. You can work um, you can't work at all and get lucky. Generally, if you don't work and you get lucky, you're never gonna use that opportunity as good. Yeah. But you work hard, you get lucky, and it builds from there. Yeah.
0: Um, you learn a eh? yeah, every opportunity you get. Because yeah. I fucked up some. Yeah. It happens. I fucked and up a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. And you just you just like take a step back, you're like, all yeah. right, this is what's wrong with me. Yeah. Go again, fix yeah. it. Yeah. Um but yeah, bro, back to the point. Holy shit. Wimbley, right? Yeah. So I think of the mountains and I look at fundamentals and I look at like Blinky Bill guy, uh, Nitty Juice, Tom Eisenhurst, Forgive me if I'm, if I'm forgetting anyone. I just look at that or like... Um,
1: Riley Kennedy. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs>
0: Um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So you look at them and I go like, I'd like to have the same positive influence mm. as them. Right. But with what you're doing, I feel like you're on that track. Cause when I look at it, bro, when I walked in, I actually like messaged dad. I was like, this thing is like fuck and I messaged yeah. mom actually, I sent mom a video. Yeah. Like, this thing is fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that is crazy, bro. And yeah. imagine like it's a long way down the track, but you never know what this business can become, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like that gym itself reminds me of something you'd see in LA. And yeah. In a good way, yeah, in a yeah, really yeah. good way. It's like an old-fashioned fucking gym. Yeah, it's like you're here to work out. You're here to get yeah. a good pump on. Yeah, like you yeah, know you what I mean.
1: We want that community element where yes. you get excited to go work out every night. Yeah, and we're trying to build a gym that has all the new nice stuff, but also has all the old stuff, like an all aesthetic the, to it. Yeah, all the user-friendly stuff, and we've yeah. got a really big space to be able to have it all. Yeah, and you're right. It's one of those things where every time I walk in, I like get another shock like fuck this place is huge yeah um and it's one of those things where we went from that richmond place which was about i think total was 550 square meters to a place three times the size and we're probably spending about the same money yeah so it's one of those things where it still hasn't quite hit me yet but like i had mum and dad came in and dad sort of had a grasp because he went over a lease agreement for us yeah um of how big it's gonna be yeah but then when he actually got in there he's like this is fucking ridiculous yeah um and everyone gets a little bit of a shock because when people say it in square meters you don't grasp it yeah it's it's um shit i threw a tennis ball the other day and i couldn't hit the other side i threw one too and i only went two meters it was bad (laughs) about two meters um yeah it's one of those places where like i'll be standing there my tradesman will be three quarters of the place and uh, three quarters of the uh, way across the gym and i'll yell something and you be like what yeah. You know, fucking yell at again. He's like, Can't hear you, mate? Uh, yeah, fucking walk over and talk to him. Nuts. Um, it's good. It's, yeah. It's it's um it's better than we could have ever imagined, which is good. And the other thing is like not a lot of people knew like that. A lot of people we had a lot of pre sign offs, which was mad. Yeah, they were trusting us. They didn't know if it was gonna be some shitty little studio in the back of Penrith. All they knew is we were opening a gym and we're taking yeah. memberships. Yeah. That's it. They didn't realise the space we got was massive and fit out. They didn't realise it already has mirrors, equipment. Flooring, everything done. Yeah, um, the bathrooms in there are incredible. They're really like nice. They've all got showers, ironing boards, hair dryers, yeah. straighteners, that sort of stuff. Um, they were just trusting us, which we love them for that. Um, but up until recently, not a lot of people expected us to be able to pull something like this off. It's not that they didn't trust us or didn't... didn't. Um, it's a mission, bro. It's a mission. They didn't expect that two guys, like Stan born in St. Clair, I was born in Wimbledon, they didn't expect like us two to be able to do something like this. Yeah. Um, like it's the type of gym that you open is your third gym. You know what I mean? You open this little one, grows into a bigger thing and then yeah. you use the profit for those two to open something like this. Yeah. This is a big starting spot. Um, but we yeah. just worked really hard for it and we ended up getting it, which is nice.
0: Yeah. But I reckon people that like from school... And um, just from like growing up, they'd come in and be like, Jake, what the fuck? Like this is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like a mecca. Every time. Yeah. I hope so. That's what we're trying to build. Yeah. Hopefully. But I want it to be not, not Jake, this is nuts. I want it to be like the gym I get to train is in is unreal. Yeah. Like I want it to be like my gym's awesome. Come see my gym. And like yeah. people bring their mates in to come see their gym. Um, the other thing is I want to get them like signing the walls and signing um, parts of the flooring and stuff. So that you come in and you're part of this gym now. That's the other yeah. thing about like putting them up on the walls and stuff. Gyms have like prep clients or that sort of thing, which is really nice. But we also want transformations. We want middle-aged mums. We want kids that have lost 30, 40 kilos up on that yeah. wall as well. So you come in, it feels like your gym now. It's not just Jake and Stan's gym. It's our gym. It's everyone's gym. Yeah. And I think we've got a big community. We'll be able to do it. Um, like the other night when we were stocking the sub shop, I made two calls and then I called two people. And then an hour and a half later, there's 15 people in the shop stocking it with me. Yeah. Um, that was just because like Yanni turns up, Rico comes because Yanni's there. Um, yeah. Liam turns up. He brings Manning and Zoffel. Yeah. Um, you turn up. All the boys come in because you're there. Yeah. Um, Jack turns up. Jesse turns up. Till's yeah. there. Scotty brings his missus. And everyone just comes together. Um, and everyone's got a big smile on their face. Yeah. Uh, Yanni's walking in. Cool he's right. like, I fucking love this place. Yeah. And it's like half built and there's fucking dust everywhere. He's like, I can't fucking wait to train here. And it's because he knows he built it and he, yeah. he was part of this community. And I want everyone to have a little bit of that. Yeah. Which
0: would be good. It's crazy, bro. That's what I said to, um. I think I said something to the younger boys. It was like fucking, Oh, was it the younger boys? Was it was like Chief, maybe. It's like, fuck, like just soak this in, eh? Because like this will be a finished product and it will be beautiful.
1: Yeah. But you'll have
0: the pride of seeing it in progression. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I,
1: like, I like, I've been bringing heaps of people in to the show them, get them on the machines because I want them to test it. I want them to, yeah, to feel know what it. it's like in this building process. Yeah. Because this will, once it's done, we won't have this again until we open another one. Yeah, so yeah, I'm trying to make the most of it. I'm there with the tradies all day, joking, having fun, building shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> he used Greek food. Yeah. yeah. George. Yeah. <laughs> um. Best Greek food in Penrith. But um. Yeah, we're trying to make the most of this experience because I you know once it's finished, like people will be training there, which would be mad. Yeah. Um. But a lot of people coming in won't understand the hustle we had and the friendship we had building this place together which was really good. Yeah. Like the the thing is like you walk in Rico walking he'll know he built that wall. He yeah. built those check in rooms. Um I'll walk look up and I'll see uh, that real fucked up bit of paint. I'm like I know I did that. I know yeah. I fucked that up. Yeah. Um which is good. It's a beautiful thing eh? It is. Yeah, adds character. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's wrap it up. Bro.
0: Done. Um Body Beyond Health Club should be open by the time. If not it'll be open the week after, yeah, I'd imagine. Is-
1: I can't give a date. I have been giving dates, which is... This be, me. be um, on the 26th. 26th. It'll be the 14th, hopefully yeah. the 21st is the day yeah. I'm hoping to open. So by this, by the time this comes out, we should be in motion. Yeah. Which would be good. Yeah. Um,
0: Pending all... Yeah. Life happens. I mean, who knows? Er,
1: everything that's booked in is booked in now. Um, yeah. And there's nothing else to come after that. Yeah. So fort, all my yeah. equipment should be in by next Monday. Um, all my mirrors done by Thursday. And the thing is I ordered certain pieces of equipment have a lead time of like six seven months and i ordered them four or five months ago in preparation yeah so as the gym opens there'll be new shit coming in every single week for the first few weeks as well yeah and then the way we are we just love buying shit so we'll be restocking revamping if someone comes in like hey bro you gotta get this piece of equipment i'll start looking for it straight away yeah um and then coming weeks i'll get it straight in yeah fuck yeah um so that's the the plan so even though the gym will be done it'll be continuously being revamped which is what revos does so well you walk in there's a new piece of equipment every week yeah like they just absolutely nail it and like they're they're unreal. So I, that's the other thing with all my marketing and stuff. I said you don't go anywhere near any planes. You don't target them at all because I want our two gyms to be the two gyms. Yeah. Um. And we couldn't compete anyway. He's too good. He's yeah. too good at everything he does. He fucking nails it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's like a lot of our inspiration at doing this gym as well. Big Paulie, Baz, Maddie, all those boys. They're just unreal and they smashed it. Yeah, they have um, a um, yeah, really have yeah. They're 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 the premier gym. I still got my membership there. I'm still going to train there. Yeah, and yeah. I've got a gym. I'm still going to pop in every now and then. Because fuck, they got some good equipment.
0: Yeah, and nostalgia uh, as well. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Body Beyond Health Club, <laughs> Body Beyond HC on Instagram, Body Beyond on Instagram, jcares underscore. Yeah. Pretty sure. Underscore jcares. Underscore jcares, Jake yeah. j-a-k-e-a-y-e-r-s. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, and Hellison Co on Instagram, of course. Like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on Spotify if you'd like, hellisonco.com to support. Uh, thank you for watching and be back next week with another episode. Done. Thanks thank you very, very much. Man. Appreciate it. Oh, good app.